My one-hour Netflix comedy special, Secret Time, premieres on Netflix August 24th. Please share the word. Spread it on social media. Tell a friend. Have a great time. I hope you like it. Enjoy the podcast. Hey guys, brand new podcast. And it is... Turn your goddamn phone on. I am very busy and important. It is triathlon week, everybody. And I am in the thick of it. I just ate In-N-Out Burger. I drank yesterday, had a cigar, and smoked weed. Sounds sounds very good. Like a great plan. Yep. Super so I'm smart. ready, guys. I'm ready. Big brain. I'm big brain. I'm ready. No, I'm gonna... Uh, I had really good training in... I say training, but... I just worked out really hard in Houston, and I didn't really party that much in Houston. I partied, but not that bad. So funny, the, that much is the that yeah. much is the. Listen, I go by my own rules. I, no I, people, shit. People can't look at me and then base their life on me and then go, "Oh fuck, come on," you know. I do. I work differently. Yes, you do. Like I, I've been texting my pictures of what I eat to Cynthia. Yeah. And sometimes I'll take a picture of the guy next to me if it looks healthier. Oh, and baby doll. I'll send doll. that to Cynthia. So funny because you have this great help, <laughs> right? I'm, listen, I am. Go, I'm texting everything I eat except for the In and Out burger I just had with Cynthia. Off your fucking phone, please. I'm off. I'm off. I'm busy. I have people. I gotta do shit. Um. So yeah, I run the triathlon on Saturday. Uh, I, I'm pretty ready I, I can run i can definitely run pat way more than three miles i can definitely bike more than 11 miles and i'm swimming half a mile uh every other day now so that sounds good and i'm not drinking this week leanne's off with the girls so i'm gonna we should be fine i think it should be it's gonna be ex- an exciting day i think a lot of adrenaline will get me through the swim yeah and then on the bike that'll be a chill kind of I, by the way i don't plan why is the bike chill is it downhill no it's flat it's not uphill so it's it'll just be like a good bike ride Okay. And then... Uh, you know there's no true flat. No, this this is true flat. They actually planed it. They did not. No. And uh, <laughs> and the run's going to be tough. But, you know, it's like, you know, obviously I, when I did the marathon, I don't think I, going into it, I didn't think I was going to be able to get through it. And parts of me doubted myself the way I'm doubting myself at this triathlon. But uh, I think I'm going to be fine. I, I mean, I, I, I barreled through the marathon. I think I should be able to get through. Everyone that's I met has said, if you can do a marathon, you can definitely do a sprint triathlon. So wait, what's the first event? Swimming. They do it in order of danger. Swim, then bike, then run. Swim, then bike, then run. Why is swimming more dangerous than biking? Because you may drown and die. Actually die. I would be much more afraid to bike with all these people around you. No. You're not in like groups of people? Like uh, No, there's, there, by the way, just if I'm giving real numbers, there's only 100 people signed up for the triathlon. Okay. Um, which isn't too bad. There's still a lot, but it's not too bad. Right. And uh, in my age group, there's only six. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get into the top six of my age group. In the top six? I want to see here. Yeah, you, you may be able to pull that off. But so. then, well then, then do you have to like set your bike up ahead of time? Yeah. I don't know how any of that works. So I'm hoping. Where's that, your coach? Uh, he's been MIA. He's actually, uh, I've been, t- I've, t- I've emailed him a couple times, um, but he, he really does coach legit triathletes, like people doing Ironman. Yeah. And so I think he's a little, that's what he does for a job. Yeah. And, and Cynthia's, we, I haven't released the podcast I've done with Cynthia yet, but Cynthia is the uh, nutritionist for the Yankees, right? Nutritionist. Nutritionist for the Nets. Is it? Are you there, Colston? 
Yeah, for the Nets. And so she is really fucking gun. We're, I got a podcast coming out with her. I'm going to wait until after the triathlon so Men's Health can get the uh, footage first. Okay. But um, that podcast is really great because we're pretty honest about my eating. That should be coming out soon. But yeah, I'm not, I, I'm I'm excited. I think it's gonna be fun, especially if you guys come out and support me. We are. And then I get another week, and then I'm in Columbus. I'm in Columbus the following week, and then it's Irvine. Oh, and then my special airs. Yeah, August twenty. August twenty fourth yeah. on Netflix, Secret Time. Oh, and then uh, and then Irvine, and then Ontario or uh, not Ontario, uh, Oxnard. Yeah. yeah, Oxnard. So I'm home for like a lo- a long stretch yeah. working at home. You are really excited. I'll be going out to New York to do some press. Um, press is all lined up. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun uh, build up to the special. I'm really excited for the special. I think you guys are going to love it. And uh, and luckily, I think some big things are happening because of the special. And so what you guys love, which is free content, I think I'm, I may be getting into an opportunity to make more of that and get you guys more of the stuff that I think you dig. So awesome. it's all about my whole thing is just make sure the fans are happy. The people that right. are enjoying what I'm doing, I just want them to have more of it. And uh, And that's it. And in order to do that, sometimes I've got to tell you about fantastic sponsors like ZipRecruiter. Did you know that ZipRecruiter is the number one? Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, if you're hiring, and hiring is a challenge, there's only one place you can go where hiring is absolutely simple, smart, and fast. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. You know what the fuck that is. It's ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. Uh, ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of, the jo- 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experiences and invite them to apply for your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. Someone told me the other day I sound out of breath all the time. You do? Yeah, but you know what it is? I don't breathe before I start talking. I just start talking. Oh. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of the employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified, got a quality candidate through the site within days with results like that it is no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in america that's what i meant to say at the beginning of this read but i didn't know the right words and i know there's exact words they are the the highest rated hiring site in america and now my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for fucking free at this exclusive web address <laughs> what ziprecruiter.com slash Burtcast. That's ziprecruiter.com slash Burtcast. Ziprecruiter.com slash Burtcast. You know what they say. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. That's how we met Halston, kind of. Is it? Well, no, no I had been you met no, him on but, the no, street? but I had said, yeah, but I'd said, yeah, but I'd said, yeah, you're I've been talking about, about ZipRecruiter, yeah. and then Halston's like, I heard your ZipRecruiter read. <laughs> So thank you, ZipRecruiter. You got someone a job without even going to your site. That's how good they are. You don't even have to go to their site. Yeah. Just go Just go into places and go, do you guys know about ZipRecruiter? And they'll be like, actually, we're hiring. Go, yeah. awesome. Perfect, perfect. I'm sure ZipRecruiter, that's how they want their, their website to be used. We built the website. We won't be able to go there. This podcast is also brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Oh, we got the Omaha Steaks uh uh, packet the Father's Day packet we got it for your, Leanne's dad and my dad my dad fucking loved it but we bought one for ourselves because we were like fuck it we're already in the site let's totally, get one for yeah. ourselves 
and the hot dogs. By the way, that's a sleeper on there. Like, you know you're getting good cuts of meat yeah. when the hot dogs are good. Yeah, the hot dogs are phenomenal. We brought them over to the Grusins for uh, that breakfast, and Tom was like, oh, their hot dogs are amazing. And he grilled the, up four hot, I think we had four hot dogs. Yep. And they were fucking phenomenal. They have desserts too. It's not just steak. They have desserts. Oh, they, and they have, have like twice baked of potatoes. Varieties. Their twice baked potatoes are ridiculous. They, they're these really are good. these are what they have. If you're curious, uh, they have all the best cuts of beef, bison from the Golden Plains, globally sourced and frozen fresh seafood from the World Port Seafood, poultry, pork, veal, lamb, vegetables, desert, dessert or desert, dessert. And they customize for you. Basically, whatever you need for your grilling needs, they can find the recipes. They can pair a wine for it. They're, it's Omaha Steaks is not not just... I mean, I've been a fan since when I first moved to New York. That's when Grandma started sending them to me. Yeah. She'd send me Omaha Steaks. And you get... I remember being like, filet? Yeah. Oh, their filets are phenomenal too. They are. Everything's good. Um, we have a ribeye and a sirloin we still have to cook. Yeah. And so right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time offer to our listeners for the summer. (laughs) Go to omahasteaks.com, type BERT, B-E-R-T in the search bar, and you can get this Omaha Steaks Grill Ready Collection for only $39.99. We should get one of these too. Yeah. That's 80% off. Wait, what? You heard me right. Go to omahasteaks.com. It's almost like we practiced this. I'm going right now. omahasteaks.com, okay? Is it pull up? Not yet. I'm not that fast of a typer. Dot com. Okay. Type BERT. B-E-R-T in the search bar. Okay. I'm not on it yet. And this is what you can get from Omaha Steaks Grill Ready Collection for only $39.99. That's 80% off. Two tender filet mignons. Two beefy top sirloins. Four juicy boneless pork chops. Four boneless chicken breasts. Four all-beef steak burgers. Four traditional kielbasa sausages. Nice. Four award-winning gourmet jumbo franks. And trust me, the award-winning is no joke. Those are the best fucking hot dogs I've ever had. Never had a hot dog that good. One Omaha Steak seasoning packet. Plus, get four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets for free. Get two of these for us, Leanne. Two? Get two of them, yeah. Yeah, because we have four fucking people in okay. our family. And by the way, and I say get two, that'll be $80. Do you know what it costs for, yeah. to, for in, in when I went to In-N-Out today to feed all these kids and all the, all the people? Fucking $80. Really? And yeah. I type Bert in the search? Yeah, B-E-R-T. Again, this is a limited time offer for only $39.99. When you go to omahasteaks.com, type Bert in the search bar, and add the Grill Ready Collection to Ooh, your cart. Ooh, here it Grill is. Grill Ready Collection. Get two of them, Leanne. Don't wait. Ship to myself. Yeah. You'll want to get this in this offer in soon before summer's over. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Bert in the search bar, grab your friends, fire up the grill, and then enjoy summer the way I enjoy summer. You get it? Yeah. I well, I'm looking you can add stuff onto it, so I'm just shopping to add on. This podcast is also brought to you by a website Leanne was just talking with her friends in the kitchen about. It's called Policy Genius. What it does, basically, is it shops for life insurance policies for you. It tells you what the best one is out there and signs it up. I was terrified to get life insurance when, when it was time to get life insurance. I didn't want to do the whole process. It was so fucking overwhelming. Not only the fact that you got to take a physical and they like get really in-depth. Yeah. You got to do like an hour phone interview or an hour interview. I did an interview with the guy yep. for our first policy. 
But that, we also had to get an agent to find us a life insurance policy. We did. And you don't have to do that with Policy Genius. Uh, all you have to do is go to policygenius.com. Life insurance is super fucking important. You don't want to leave your friends or your loved ones in the lurch. Besides, life insurance rates right now are the lowest they've been in 20 years. It is literally the best time to buy life insurance. Poly- Policy Genius is the easiest way to compare life insurance policies online. In five minutes, you can compare quotes, literally five minutes, compare quotes from the top insurers to find the best policy for you. And when you compare quotes, you save money. It's that fucking simple. Policy Genius has helped over 4 million people shop for life insurance and placed over $20 billion in coverage. And they just don't do life insurance. Do you understand me? They do so much more. And this is where Leanne was talking right. about this. We had a friend who didn't have disability insurance. What was it? What disability? were you saying? I don't know. No, her husband um, changed to a new job and they had a Cobra, which is like extending your current job's insurance. But their Cobra is about to run out. So she's like, I don't even know where to start at finding health insurance. And I told her about uh, this Policy company for about Policy Genius. And I was like, you should totally do that. She's looking for health and auto. So I was like, they do all of they that. They do that. They compare disability insurance, renter's insurance, health insurance. If you care about it, they cover it. If you've been putting off getting life insurance, and I know that is probably 80% of you on that listen to this podcast, there is absolutely no reason to put it off any longer. Seriously, stop what you're doing. Go to your fucking computer. Open a tab. Ooh, good, good slide in for another podcast. Open your tab and go to policygenius.com. Get quotes and apply in minutes. It is that fucking easy you make sure your family's taken care of if anything god forbid should happen to you you can do it right now policygenius.com it's the easiest way to compare and buy life insurance i guess they don't have like a policygenius.com slash birdcast but if you see someone just type in bert or tell someone bert sent you i think that's it um triathlon this week i will let you guys know how it goes next week uh and that's it i'm home all week and then I'm in Columbus and uh, my special, Secret Time, on Netflix, August 24th. And yes, I've got the podcast that you're excited for me to be on. They're all lined up, people. It's going to be are? a fun, yeah, it's going to be a fun couple weeks of doing press. I'm going to go to New York twice, I think, and fucking have a blast in New York. But I'm being healthy this week. It's the lead up. I got to lose some weight to get into this triathlon. Yeah. Yeah. You think you can do it? I mean, we're just a couple days away. Yeah, I'm going to drop probably 10 pounds. 10 pounds this week? Yeah, if I, if I want to. So when are you starting? Tomorrow, since we had right. In-N-Out for lunch? Yeah, right after In-N-Out. That was my cheat. Oh my goodness. And if, after I finish this Kool-Aid. Today's guest is a hilarious comedian. Uh, he has a special out on Netflix. It's on the, what's it called? The Comedy Lineup. He does 15 minutes, and it is fucking awesome. I met him through Bobby Kelly one night. We went out and had cigars. I'm going to talk about that. We do end up talking about that on the podcast a little bit. Um... But more importantly, I, he's good friends with Big J and uh, and and Lewis and Dave and all the Legion of Skanks guys, and some stuff's going on with them right now with some people attacking them in the creek in the cave. And I wanted to talk to him about that. And we just go on to a legit stream of conscious two-hour conversation that is f- fuck one of the better conversations I've had. This is the reason I do this podcast is that someone like Tim who I would run into in New York and hang out. He doesn't really party. He doesn't drink. But so we would hang out. We'd see each other. But, you know, I'd never spend until two in the morning with him because, you know, at one point he's going to go home. This is why I have this podcast. So I can sit down with this guy in my man cave 
and bullshit straight for two hours. God, you're going to fucking love this podcast. Today's podcast, stand-up comedian, Tim Dillon. It gets it's it's perfect, but like towards like an hour in, you start feeling warm. Yeah, and then you're like, oh fuck, why don't right. I turn it off? Right. But it's like, but I've heard Marin with his on. Yeah, and it's it it's, is it's annoying. It's annoying. Absolutely. You're in the background. You're like, huh? But then I thought if I just did them all with that on, then yeah. no one would ever fucking hear. My it. father hated air conditioning. I grew up. We never had. He didn't use. Really? He just hated it. Why? He just hated. He just hated. And it does, it does it to me too. I, I wake up and I feel like like I have a head cold, like the artificial air. Like I, I do almost rather like sleeping in the fall, windows open. I love sleeping with windows you open. You know, like that's the move. But obviously if it gets really hot, he would put it on. Dude. But we'd have to fight him. We'd have to be like, can you please? I was, I remember there's a, there's a manager named Vincent Nastry. I don't yeah. know if you ever ran into him. No. He does mostly like internet, com, uh, internet stars now. Yeah. But uh, he used to come to my house when I lived in the hills, and I'd have the windows open in the winter. Just yeah. fucking. Are you rolling? Um, but uh, are you following this shit that's going on with uh, Creek in the Cave? And Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? You know what, man? I think it's that. Um, We're rolling, by the way. Yeah. Okay. We're rolling. I'm on the record. On the record. I'm on the record. On the record. Um, it's unfortunate because the Creek in the Cave is a spot where when I started comedy in like 2011, you would go to the creek because there you could do open mics. You could Rebecca. Do Rebecca Trent. She's she, fucking cool as shit. She's awesome, man. She created a spot where you could go. You could do shows. You didn't have to do like bringer shows where you'd have to bring people. Yeah. You didn't, you know, you didn't have to pay to do open mics. Everything was free. So if you were a new comic and you had no money, that was a place you would go. And then she would also do like these big fucking dinner, like Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, and she would make this amazing, like Sean Patton would bring recipes from his dad from New Orleans, and she'd make like seafood stuffing and turkey, and there'd always be some, you know, bullshit vegan option or whatever, like. It was she, a real, it was a real base camp for you guys. Yeah, it was a clubhouse. It was like, yeah. this is where you went, and like, you know, the first time I, I think it was what, maybe the third or fourth time I did comedy, I was in a room, and it was guys like Mark Norman and Michael Che, and all these guys were hilarious, and I was like, so it was the coolest place in the world. And, um, you know, uh, a few years ago, Jay and Lewis and Dave, Legion of Skanks, do, do their podcast there. Um, the Legion of Skanks is a podcast I'm on all the time. I know yeah. you know it. You know those guys. I love Legion of Skanks. They're hilarious. I love those guys. I've known Jay yeah. for probably, I would say probably 20 years. Right. I've known Jay and he's been a friend of mine. And to the point where like Jay texted me recently, he was like, you know, and this is, I get this is very Jay. I don't think it's yeah. not like Jay, but it's just a weird thing for a guy to do to another guy. But like, he just texted me, he goes, Hey, I just want to let you know how grateful I am that we are starting to hang out again and, and, and be around each other. I really enjoy you. I had a really, really rough night one night where yeah. I'd just been over partied and, and I was shaky and I didn't feel right. And, uh, Jay was like, he could see it in my eyes. He's like, Hey man, you want to just go get dinner and go to my house and watch TV? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. And I just hung out and it was like. It was like, I love Jay. I really he's, love Jay. He's the best. He invited me to his Father's Day. Yeah. And I went to his Father's Day and hung out with him and his family. Like, he's amazing. He's the greatest. And and here's the thing with Legion of Skanks. The podcast is billed as the most offensive podcast on earth. Yeah. That is what it, that is the subtitle of the show. Yeah. The most offensive podcast on earth. So if you choose to listen to a show that is, bills itself as the most offensive on earth and you get offended there's something wrong with you. Yeah. It's not them. 
it's you. They've been pretty open about what's going to go on. This is not. This is not a. Uh, you know, something that's like, uh, I wonder what they're going to do here. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what their take on well, Megyn Kelly is. It says it's the most offensive podcast on earth, but I'm sure they're going to discuss economics in a reasonable manner. <laughs> uh, no, uh, they're going to be offensive and they're going to be funny and they're going to push boundaries. And I think um, basically what happened was uh, they do it at the Creek in the Cave. They do it Wednesday nights. And I think a guy who was in the audience had a Proud Boy hat, which is like the Gavin McGinnis. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, Proud, yeah. I, 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 we, I dissected, uh, not really dissected Proud Boys, but yeah. I di- Gavin McGinnis was the founder of Vice. Right. Well, co-founder of Vice. Yeah. He then went on to start doing his own podcast. Is he still affiliated with the, uh, with uh, Anthony? No, I think he's on CRTV, which is like a conservative TV channel with Stephen Crowder. But he was over like with that. Anthony for a while. He was there on Compound Media for a while, yeah. He was on Rogan all the time. Yeah, I did like, a show. I mean, a lot of comics did a show. Yeah. Early I, on, like... You know, before things got crazy political, you'd go on and just have fun. Yeah. Because that's... He was, a, he was yeah. like a professional troll. Right. Exactly. He loved fucking with people. Yeah. And there is some real joy to fucking with people that take themselves too seriously. There's nothing funny. I mean, after the whole... When they, when they had that whole flood in Houston, everybody was mad at Joel Osteen because he wouldn't open his churches to people. And then I just went online as a joke and just said, you know, it was basically like, you know, who the hell wants your wet children in this beautiful man's church, you know? <laughs> Thinking, obviously, people would get it. I'm like, don't come yeah. in here with your soaking wet baby. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Thinking that people would go, oh, this is f- clearly This funny. is a joke, yeah. But the responses, and they would make me laugh so hard, people would be quoting scripture at dude. me. And I'm like, dude, if you look at my thing, it says comedian right under it. Like you would, you would, it would be one click. You would know that, like, oh, this guy's just having fun. But it is so fulfilling. I don't know why. Tommy Laharen, Laharen, Tommy Laharen. Tommy Laharen, yeah, 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 yeah. The blonde. Uh, is it Tommy? I think it's Tommy. It's probably Tommy. I don't um, know. She wrote. Uh, she wrote a tweet yesterday that, like, and here's the thing. Now, listen, I, I think you know, I think uh, a Purna Nachan Nancharla Nancharla is yeah. hilarious. I think right. I love her twitter i yeah. love her twitter and she's not that political really but she's funny she's she very has, funny she's a woman of color so yeah. you can't you gotta expect you got look yeah you, gotta, you better we all have different perspectives yeah you gotta you better yeah. expect a different perspective you don't ever go to someone like her yeah i think she's really fucking funny right um rob delaney fucking hilarious right online. right but so many uh, jen kirkman uh yeah Patton oswald all these right. guys yeah so often and I, yeah. i'm look i'm just saying and i'm not a very political guy but right these political these funny people uh, do, I guess dodge comedy and just yeah, almost like virtue signal. Right. I, I guess would be the word. Yeah, but they just put out they're they're like shame on you, shame on you. Like Amy yeah. did it yesterday. Yeah. to uh, Ivanka, and then and then everyone started doing it. Ivanka, I mean, Ivanka, you follow me. Yeah, it's like none of this works. Like it doesn't work. It doesn't and it work. Does, and it actually does it, it actually work. turns off guys like me. Yeah. I go, oh fucking come on. And so yeah, I I want to say Aperna did it. Uh, to Tommy Tommy Lahornan's, uh I'm bad yeah, really Tom, bad at names Tommy Larratt I love that half of this podcast will just be us 
The most offensive thing will be us mangling every name. Every fucking name. You're like uh, Tommy Laharan. I got and Rob Apana Delaney Chanala. good because he's a white guy. <laughs> yeah, Rob Delaney. <laughs> Rob Delaney and Apana Nahuva Chala. <laughs> Aparna is yeah. very funny. It's insanely very. funny. And I got to be honest with you, man. I slept on how hot Indian chicks are. Yeah. I never, like, I just she's, was. She's like. She's beautiful. I mean, I don't mean pretty. to. I don't mean What's to. his name's engaged? Nick Jonas, one of the Jonas brothers. Is the most beautiful fucking Indian yeah, woman in the world. She's engaged to this, like, bombshell Indian woman. Yeah. I wrote, I, I tweeted when that came out i was like indian women are hot as fuck yeah, yeah and yeah. i got a lot of retweets on that yeah yeah, yeah. indian women are gorgeous did you get flack did people get mad yeah some people got See? upset it's and they're like it's amazing <laughs> they're like uh they're just women birth they're not right. indian women i was like nah right. nah right. they're indian women that's they're, one they're i'm talking about you can't describe a group yeah you can't <laughs> and so but they were all tweeting about tommy uh wrote a tweet was like uh uh, one day in San Francisco, just saw a guy snorting coke off a trash can. Way to fuck things up, liberals. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. And everyone just went off on her. All the right. all my liberal cobra friends. Billy Wayne Davis had a great tweet. He goes, "Which street?" <laughs> <laughs> I so badly wanted to troll and just go, because um, Tommy doesn't know who I am. Right. But you know, right. she'd read this I think tweet she probably does, and but... get this and go, yeah. um, "God bless you, Tommy, for uh, sharing that." <laughs> Uh, there, they, there needs to be something done about this, right? And just watch all the fucking people lose their minds, go crazy. I tweeted about Dave Batista. Yeah, I, I support. Yeah, Dave Batista not doing Guardians of the Galaxy because they won't hire James Gunn. Sure, I think what the conservatives are doing, it's crazy, is fucking asinine. And by right. the way. I think what the liberals are doing yeah. is fucking asinine. Hundred percent. I think it's asinine on both sides. I think that that there needs to be something done about these fucking people who don't even care. Right. They really don't care. No. They just want to get someone fired. They just want scalps. They just want scalps. They just want scalps. They just want scalps. Yeah. And it goes both ways. You know, for a while it was coming from the left, and I'm a guy that's kind of center right. Like I, I, I'm more of a conservative, but I there's a lot of liberal points of view that I agree with, <laughs> and I. Uh, I, I was like, for a while it was, com you know, people getting, the the outrage culture was kind of from the left. People yeah. were like getting mad. About, but then people on the right were like, well, if you made a joke about pedophilia, we're going to say you're a pedophile, get you fired from a movie. And it's really just, and this is right out of the book, like Rules for Radicals, where it's like, just adopt the strategy of your enemy and make them live by those standards. So I think that's on both sides. That's yeah. what's happening. And like you said, none of these people care. It's tit for tat. Yeah. Tit it's, for tat. It's, it's just a war. Like, Everybody's on war footing. Even one of my, I love Owen Benjamin. To yeah, death. yeah, yeah. But I saw him call out Sarah, call out all them, and yeah. I was like, and I know Owen genuinely does not give a fuck. Right. He doesn't give a fuck about a, a pedophile yeah. joke. He doesn't right. really doesn't care. Right. But what he does care about is the hypocrisy that someone like he believes yeah. uh, that he believes. I won't say I believe it, but right. he believes that Michael Ian Black or Sarah Silverman would hold. Right. He, and that's what is making him crazy is... What's interesting about Owen is like he'll make a few good points <laughs> and then it'll be like the video's like three hours. So you're like, uh-oh. And you just scroll to like, what's going on around two and a half hours? Yeah. You know, let's just check that out. Yeah. And then it's like he's naked running in and out of a sauna in zero degree <laughs> weather to raise his testosterone levels. Yeah. And you're going, oh, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> he's going somewhere with this that's not, I'm not going to be able to co-sign some of the things he says. Yeah, it's, you know? it's like that girl, that girl, I want to get back to the yeah, uh, Legion of Skank sure. thing, but it's that girl, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Jiang. Jiang. Yeah, at the New York Times. Like, I, by the way, I, I'm personally, I will tell you, I yeah. don't really have a problem with anything she tweeted. Yeah, who cares? I really don't give a fuck. And I, do, I also right. don't mind the New York Times standing beside her and going, yeah. she, she was 
uh, because it is a lot of. I wish we could all just go. Yeah, she probably gets a lot of fucking hate online. Right. She's in tech as an Asian woman. Yeah, that is predominantly a white man's game. Yeah, that tech has always been a white man's game. Right, and and all these gamers or whatever. I don't know what she really does. Right, but um, but like all these people coming at her. She probably does have to fucking go hard in the paint to make herself feel whole at the end of the day and go, you know what? I don't care. I don't think she really hates white people. I think we just have to, I think words in general have to stop being like when I grew up and the attitude was like, if somebody doesn't punch you in the face, they kind of like you. Yeah. Even if they're fucking with you. Yeah. They kind of up until the point where they physically attack you. They're okay with you. Even if they're teasing you. Yeah. Even if they're making fun of you. Like, there's something now where, like, words are the most powerful thing. Nobody can recover from an insult. If you see no a tweet. No one can recover. Nobody can recover. You can't recover. If you see a tweet, if a white guy sees a tweet he doesn't like on the way to his job that's pretty, probably pretty good. Pretty cushy. Pretty good. He sees this tweet from this tech writer. He's just going to, you know, and it's like, I think it's just this learned fragility where everybody's fragile. Everybody's on the edge of a breakdown. What's fun, I think, I think it's fun to go, to go, oh shit. I remember I saw Clinton Portis go, I I, I shouldn't say his name. It wasn't Clinton Portis. It was not Clinton Portis. Now that I think about it, it was, but it was a, it was a Washington Redskin. Okay. For certain it was a Washington Redskin. (laughs) And they said something about. Michael Sam's like first gay. Yeah, goes, yeah, the first gay. Uh, he, goes, uh, he goes, man, football. I don't even play with that. Like, I don't even play with that. I don't want that in my locker room. <laughs> right, I don't want right. that, man. And yeah. I remember, I remember hearing him say that and sitting yeah. on my couch, and my tits got loose. I was like, right. what the fuck's he saying? Right. I don't even want that. I don't even <laughs> want to play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Clinton Portis did say, but right. well, that was not Clinton Portis. Right. But he did say when the Michael Vick thing. He goes, man, yeah. ain't nothing but a dog fight. And you're like, yeah. what? What? The- <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. they're kicking him but they're sending him to jail but I want see here's the thing with me it's like I want that honesty I want it all I want that honesty even if it's offensive like I want that honesty and because then you get those things out in the open and we go okay well here's why that's ridiculous yeah or here's why it's wrong what I would rather you not do is like lie and conceal your feelings forever and have that burn you up and that's one of the reasons I think that all these people are like how did Trump get elected was it this was it that they just got rid of Alex Jones and I don't think it's any of that I the think Alex Jones thing's fucking it's, it's wild it's, it's wild. wild here's the thing I don't I don't really listen to InfoWars yeah but I do listen to him when he's on I mean, Rogan I gotta be honest with you he's the most entertaining person in the world I mean I hate listen is it bad <laughs> sure am I gonna get in trouble for saying this yes does he incite violence maybe the point I'm making Okay, the point the point I'm making is purely forget morals, forget any of this. Take yourself back to smoking weed in the back of a car in 11th grade yeah. when you were just like, things were just funny or they weren't. Yeah. They were just entertaining or they weren't. Yeah. You either watched it and went, what the fuck is this? I heard Alex Jones, okay, go on a rant about... <laughs> Demons, like literal demons <laughs> for 20 minutes, 20 minutes hard about <laughs> demons. And let me tell you right now, I, and he started a show one night and he goes like this, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, he goes, we are bracing. This first words out of his mouth. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, we are bracing for thermonuclear war. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you, how do you not? Yeah. How do you not laugh? How do you not be entertained? I mean, dude, him and I think it was I, him, Rogan, and Eddie Bravo. Amazing. Were so, one of the best podcasts. Amazing. And I'm just like, I gotta start listening to his shit. And then I turned it on. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, is this what he does for a living? People, 
but it's like it had you know you i always judge outrage by like uh like you can see like the chris hardwick thing yeah had uh have five thousand tweets that's right. how many people that, I, I was like that's a lot right alex joan have four hundred seventy thousand tweets yesterday yeah because everybody thinks that like this is what got trump elected like this proliferation of like fake news and stuff like that what i think got trump elected was people's inner turmoil and angst and anger and fear and not being able to express it productively yeah so a lot of those people are like where is this guy that's gonna come because there's a, there's a lot of people out there where their superhero is a guy that says fuck you to your face yep. and doesn't apologize. That's you know that's that's, that's, that's their superhero. Half of America yes. easily. That is their superhero and I I get it because I watch people that I respect comedians capitulate. They go I'm sorry, you know, I just I just want to say that, you know, the tweet I made in 2004 about handicapped people was not what yeah. I am. I've grown and 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 you just want to see somebody go hey no, fuck you. Yeah, the power of that, and I think that's what. But but you know they got rid of because this. I think a lot of people are like, oh, this is this is tearing the country apart. This is fracturing the country. People like Alex Jones being able to say whatever they want. I mean, listen, that guy should be able to say Sandy Hook's fake. He should yeah. be able to say it, and you should be a person. I can't believe anyone ever put. I mean, like, yeah, honestly, put credence to it. Here's the deal: you should be a person who, when he says Sandy Hook's fake. The only response to that, obviously, if you're a parent of a victim, I get it. I yeah. get your fucking oh, mad. Yeah. Sue him, do whatever you want. But when he says Sandy Hook's fake, the response to that should not be let's deny his right to say it. It should be you're like, this guy is just completely lost. This is entertainment. <laughs> whatever this is, it is not news. It's not information. It's not journalism. This is complete entertainment. And I yeah. mean, I mean, again. I laugh at horrible things. My mom's a schizophrenic. I laugh at that. I laugh at, you know, yeah. I laugh at a lot of things. Yeah. And when I hear him say stuff like that, my instinct is to laugh because yeah. it's not to take it seriously. You know what I mean? When he's like, you know, the Sandy Hook is a, it's, it's a, it's an operation. It's like, dude, this is the craziest thing in the world. Now I understand people get mad, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if you're taking this guy seriously and some people do, but well, you yeah. can't control that because there's people on both sides that take people seriously that are crazy. There's yeah. a certain amount of the American public that's mentally ill. That's it. A, a large portion. A large portion. A lot. A large. I've, I've been reading my Instagram yeah, comments. I mean, they're, they're out there and you're not gonna, I mean, we went on that cruise together, which was a lot of fun, but so, you looked at some of the people on the cruise and you went, this is a segment of humanity that is just when they get in the voting booth the idea that they can even make it to the booth yeah pull the lever <laughs> and get home to their house is amazing forget who they're voting for yeah forget why the idea that they know it's on a tuesday and they go is amazing i was i was in a, I, I said this this is my gardener loves uh, gardening when I do a podcast. I thought you were going to say Trump. You watch he'll, he'll, <laughs> no, he, he loves Trump. He actually Big definitely does not like Trump. <laughs> Huge Infowars fan, Mike Gardner. Um, he, there was a guy when I drove, we did a, a podcast on the night of the election. Yeah. Uh, end of the world podcast. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that was great at the that store. Was so much fucking fun. That, that might be, yeah. Uh, I did, my friend Chris Gethard did a thing election night in Brooklyn. Chris who? Chris Gethard. I just read yeah. that his show got, didn't. Yeah, he didn't, he stopped doing a show, but he's got a, a million other things. He's, he's really. He's, I read his whole thing. It was yeah, very, interesting he's a really guy. interesting. Thoughtful he, guy. He did the, the special about uh, depression. Suicide, career yeah. suicide. Really, Dude, he's fucking amazing. Really thoughtful guy. I did his show, it was a live show election night, uh, and I was sitting there, and there's a character on his show that's dressed up like a banana, uh, and uh, he was crying. 
next to me like on a, and I don't know what to do so I'm just sitting there and I'm trying to be funny yeah. and I have a banana wailing <laughs> a bunch of women have thrown themselves on the ground in some type of protest wailing and pounding the ground so I said I said to the guy I was like you're a, this is I'm sitting next to a crying banana and he's as he cries he goes I'm a plantain and I thought it'd be <laughs> funny I said it's Trump's America you're a banana now <laughs> And the audience gasped and then started audibly screaming at me. And I was like, it may be time to go. Yeah. And I had to like walk off the show. It got, it was those, those, most intense Those people thing ever. make me crazy. Crazy. Uh, the, um, I was saying that when we were, I took an Uber to watch one because I knew I was going to get drunk and smoke. Yeah. And uh, in my Uber, I said, uh, crazy night. And the guy goes, yeah, my Uber driver. <laughs> and I said, uh, he said, you going to work? I said, yeah, we're doing a thing covering the election. And he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. He goes, uh, who's running again? And I said, <laughs> I was like, are, are you by the way, what a great life. Yeah. Don't oh. you envy that? Don't you envy that? He said to me, he what goes, a great life. I said, Trump and Hillary. And he goes, uh, yeah, I'm going to I think I'll get out and vote later this week. <laughs> it's great. I was like, are you like the level of peace that he probably has? We'll never know. You'll yeah. never know the type of peace that that man has. My would, friend was in an Uber that week, and the Uber driver said, he's an African guy. He goes, my friend's like, you know, everybody's going crazy because this was like three days after the election. It's like, everyone's going nuts about the election, and this Uber driver's amazing. He just goes, he goes, in my country, people blame their problems on witches and spirits. In your country, they blame it on politicians. Same shit. And just oh. kept driving. And I was like, whoa. Crazy. So now let's get back to the creaking crate. Yeah, so there's a guy with a Proud Boys hat in the audience of Legion of Skanks. Yeah. Um, somebody notices this. Some guy notices it, gets very angry, grabs the mic from Danny Tamborelli. Poor Danny Tamborelli. Danny Tamborelli is not is liberal, correct? I, I'm sure he is. Yeah. I'm sure he is. Yeah. I, what did he do again? He was the He's an actor, and he was in a show. I forget, but I... I, I I watched a little bit of the clip, right? And I was, and right. he, he seemed to not be agreeing with like whatever, like he was seemed to be open minded. Well, here's the thing: I think he, when you're in that position, you're on air, you get the cameras, and you're yeah. like, well, I gotta say, you know, this guy grabs a mic from Danny. And listen, here's the thing: people don't know how offensive Legion of Skanks is. Maybe when you go on for the first time, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like Danny Tamborelli is probably like, what's going on? They have a bear called Hate Speech the Bear. <laughs> Hate Speech the Bear sings hateful songs. <laughs> I mean, I think one of them is a song from American History X. Have you seen that movie? Oh, of course, yeah. And they have that really, really offensive song that I won't sing. But, but it's sung by a bear. So it's, you know, it's, it's dumb and funny and it's not. And it's a Puerto Rican, a Jew, and, 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 and another Jew who's yeah. Jay. And so this guy grabs the microphone from one of them and goes, let's stop with the before we get back to the white supremacy material, uh, I just want to point out how fitting is it that there's a guy here in the audience with a Proud Boy hat. Um, now, of course, Luis Gomez, and I don't blame him, grabs the fucking mic from the guy. You grabbed the mic on a podcast. Okay? Yeah, yeah, it's not cool. First of all, if you think you're an activist, buddy, if you think you're really doing something to go to the most offensive podcast in the world, oh. get offended and then grab a mic and point out an audience member who, by the way, they have no control of who Who's, is yeah, there. Who, and what they wear. And what they wear. And if that guy, even number one, even is a proud boy, even knows what it is. You know, people are idiots. 
people wear things they have no idea what they're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I did not I did not know the affiliation of Proud Boys right. recently until like very recently. Right. I was like I was like, oh, but still it's what's crazy is the majority of Proud Boys are Mexican. It's an interesting or group. Maybe not Mexican. Maybe not Mexican. Maybe not Mexican. <laughs> but the majority of them are, are, are they're not just diverse. white guys. It's not just white. It's not just white it, guys. They celebrate Western civilization. Whatever. And listen, I'm sure they do a lot of shitty things. I don't really know. I can't, you know, the, the point is, if, if somebody's sitting in the audience of your show, you have no control over who they are. So, the, so Lewis, you know, says to this guy, don't ever fucking grab a mic on the podcast. It kind of chases him out, which makes sense. I understand yeah. that. You, you know, whatever you think you're doing. You're, this is not a brave thing. You're grabbing a mic on a podcast that bills itself as being offensive. You're a clown. And yeah. you're behaving like a clown right yeah. now. Yeah. Nobody's taking you seriously. You're not a fucking, you know, warrior for any type of cause. You're literally choosing to get offended, okay? At a crowd that has white people, black people. I mean, I've been to Legion Skanks. I've done it many times. It's a diverse group. It's a, you know? Dude, we, I did Skank Fest. It is a yeah. very diverse group. I mean, so the reality is like, this guy chooses to get offensive. Then he goes, not only, do, he doesn't just go home and, and say, hey, I'm a loser. I should get a life and I should you know, figure something out. Yeah. He goes home and writes this whole fucking thing about how the creek in the cave supports white supremacists and all of this stuff um, because a Puerto Rican yelled at him. Because he a Puerto Rican yelled, yelled at, him. at him. He went home and said, and he got offended at a joke. He was offended at a joke he didn't like. That a Puerto Rican made. That a Puerto Rican made. This is now the fault of white supremacy that is being supported by this Mexican restaurant where Rebecca employs people that probably shouldn't be in the country, helps them out. Yeah. So now you're hurting, you're trying to hurt a business that employs the people you p- pretend to care about. This is amazing. This yeah. is all the logical loopholes you have to jump through to be this guy. He's calling a group of people that are not white. Correct. White supremacists. 100%. And not only that, he's insinuating that this venue is responsible for what is said on a podcast. That they're responsible. It's Rebecca. Rebecca didn't say it. Nobody that worked there said it. The joke that you didn't like. Rebecca's the owner of a business. The business is, 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 is a theater. They have comedy shows. Yeah. Thousands of hundreds of thousands of people have said things on her stage. She's going to be responsible for all of them. The insanity of that is crazy. So he put flyers all around Long Island City saying things like, um, "The Creek of the Cave supports white supremacy," and blah blah blah. And I don't, you know, the safety and you know all the buzzwords. Yeah, safety and my, you know, I, I just want to feel safe. And we got, you know, no to white supremacy, no to genocide, and get a burrito somewhere else. This is a genocide burrito, whatever the fucking thing is, which God. is so ridiculous, and um. You know, just put her in a rough position because the reality of the situation is, obviously, she has supporters and defenders. We know what happened. We know the deal. We're not going to allow that shit to stand. Yeah. But there are people that just walk by a fucking pole. They see this dumb sign and people are just like, oh, okay, I'm, I guess they're doing something bad there. I guess something is going on that shouldn't Jesus be going on. Christ. I'm not going to support that business. And by the way, that business employs women, non-white people. It gives Women, non-white people, minorities, gay people, the chance to run shows without spending money gives them a chance to become better comedians, to make a living, to get a career. Rebecca feeds these fucking people on Christmas and Thanksgiving. 
if you go there and you're transgender, black, you feel at home no matter where you are. So the, the, the idea that somebody could take one joke at one podcast and say that they're offended and there was one guy in the audience that they didn't like and try to fucking turn around and basically like slime her and her institution and everything she's tried to do is kind of disgusting. And there should be more people speaking out about it. The problem is right now we're in this climate where it's this binary. So the, the people are like with us or against us. You know, it's they all hated it when Bush said it. Yeah. Now it's okay. It's okay now to live in a world without nuance, black and white. So maybe, you know, maybe, well, there is white supremacy. So I don't want to stand up and defend these guys because maybe I wouldn't have made that joke. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Doesn't matter. You will if you're if you're any kind of comedian, you'll make a joke. Offend, uh, eventually, somebody does it. Oh, you'll you'll definitely. I've made yeah. a number of them. Right. Where even I look back and I go, I can't believe I made that joke. I mean, I've made jokes where yeah. I where I go, what the fuck, and then I yeah. go, let's just hope no one. I was no one interesting, and no yeah. one ever hears it again because I'll right. definitely get fired from everything. Yeah. But so what? And then who is this guy? I mean, listen, we don't know. He's just some guy. He's not even, so. No, he's just a guy from the, in the community that probably came in looking to get offended, looking to get mad. Uh, he's not a comic. And then there's other, you know, there's other comics that like jumped on his side because there's a large. What? Yeah, because, you know, here's the deal. And I say comic very loosely yeah. because these are people that are, you know, none of their acts are commercially viable in any <laughs> yeah. way. I mean, let's, let's be honest. And they're angry. They're bitter. They're resentful. Um, and so anybody that's succeeded on any level, they, they just don't like, especially if you are, you know, if you're not ideologically aligned with them 100%. Yeah. So they basically believe that like, no, you don't, you don't, shouldn't have a right to express an opinion that, that they don't like, or you shouldn't have a right. Nobody should ever be offended by anything you do. And, and if, if they are, you have to just apologize profusely. And this is and this is sick because these are comics doing this crazy comics. Com well, people that call themselves comics, people that move to places like New York and L.A., do a few open mics a week, hang out, get high, drive for Uber part time, and have a lot of opinions about what people should and shouldn't do. And here's the deal: it's like all these comics. I'm like, Legion's Gangs is a fan base. They come, they support the creek, they buy drinks, they buy food, they help people. Like you guys don't have anything going on. There's no pot. There's no. So what do we replace it with? You want to kick them out? We're going to bring in you with no fan base? Is that what those kids think they're doing? Is they're thinking that what they can do is 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 buckle Rebecca at her knees, get Legion Skanks out, and then they can slide in and they'll start making shows Here's there? The deal. I don't know if they think... I, I think subconsciously a lot of the criticism of, of, of people is not motivated by... I really truly don't believe... A lot of these people don't believe what they're even saying. I, I, can't, I, I can't believe... I don't think they believe what they're saying. I believe that they cynically think... That in some world, if they kick out the funny people, then the, they can then rise. See, I, here's the thing that really upsets me about what's going on right now is yeah. that, and it's it's the thing, it's the reason I brought up Owen when he like came out after Sarah and Michael and yeah. Black and all those because I, I I support I, I support yeah. freedom of speech right. and I support comics making any joke they want to make. I also support people making jokes they want to try to make. Sure, that's why I support James Gunn and Sarah Jong. Right, is that I go and Alex Jones and Alex going. Jones. I support I support yeah. everyone. I support it all. I support these kids that are young comics trying to be liberal. Right, and I sure. support great uh, Louis J Gomez and and Dave and Jay and I support Legion of Skanks. Yeah. for making the jokes they make. Yeah, because. Because I believe that, let's say, uh, 
let's say uh, something happens and Kim Jong-un drops a bomb on L.A. and, and San Francisco. Right. And you lose a ton of liberals. Right. And this country takes over by conservatives. Right. And they start saying, hey, you know what? We're done with this liberal talk. Yeah. We're going to start taking you guys who are speaking out against the president and you go into internment camps. Right. The first person to get behind their back would be Big J and Luis J. Gomez. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I right. support these young kids saying what they want to say. Yeah. But at the same time, I think they're losing sight of... I'm just thinking now of a post-apocalyptic world where Luis J. Gomez is leading a revolution of people against the state. And to me, I think that's... That's the best case. Best case scenario. <laughs> if the whole world just... The Puerto Rican <laughs> rattlesnake, yeah. Luis Che Gomez, is leading the resistance movement. <laughs> it's, I find it Against so the tyrannical right-wing government. I find it so... I, I get such a kick out of Luis. He's amazing. And Luis is an amazing father. That's the thing. He he's says He's a great things, dad. He's a great dad. It's like, why don't you care about that? Why don't you care about the fact he doesn't hit his kid? That yeah. all he talks about is that he wants to be a great dad, that he wants to make money to send his kid to the best school. Why do you not care about any of those personal qualities? Why do you choose to jump on a joke? Why do you... It's very interesting. You don't... The character of the man treats women very well, treats yeah. his girlfriend well. Why don't you care about any of that? It's always suspect Other than a joke, and it's... You know... I, like I like Nanette came out. Yes, the, Hannah Gatsby. Sure. And I listened to the Skanks. Yeah. To pick it apart. I was on that show. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I, by the way, I laughed hysterically <laughs> like five times. Yeah. But I also have to say it was a fun show. I, yeah. I liked Nanette. Sure. I liked what she did. I thought it was yeah. really brave and it was yeah. interesting. I never had the, the issue for me was when she said she said uh, yeah, about comedy. Well, she was just basically like, if Lucy K still has a fan base, my job's not done. I'm like. Um, that's that's where she has to that's, stop. That's where I get. I'm yeah. like, you lose just support, me. Just, you lose me. Go out and tell your story. Yeah, and allow that to inspire. I'm. I get it. Yeah. I, you mean, and then I guess if you feel like you need to be a warrior, fine. But I mean, I, like realize that who you think your enemy is. That's right. me. I, I'm. I'm certain that she thinks I'm yes. her enemy. Yes. Because I'm a straight white guy. Right. And um. And I'm a meathead. Yeah. I'm not your enemy. I, I want to hear what you have to say. What the fuck? Why can't everyone just be like a little more open mind and go? No, it was cool. I thought yeah. it was cool. Have you seen Nanette bombing at the Apollo? Uh, I know that it was at the bonfire, the bonfire clip that Big J and Dan Soder did. did they? they did a clip where they did Nanette, and they did, and it's one of the funniest things ever. I think they do Deft Comedy Jam Nanette, where they have like they add laughs and they add like a Mark Norman track, where she's like, "Oh, I'm a lesbian," and he's like, "Yeah, you are." It's no amazing. It's, I, I, so I got I got to see Nanette bomb. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, was she? I did see this where she says something about blue or something. Yeah. Yes, it is hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. hilarious. But by the way, it's hilarious, and it would be hilarious. I wonder, if they did she that. think it's funny? Oh no, that, no, she wouldn't find that funny. That's my question. She might find it funny because it's people of color. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. And by no, the way, no, no, I'm, I'm broad stroking her. I was saying the funniest thing in the world would be if, like, because I was at JFL, and I'm like, it would be really great if, like, she just was let loose, saying the n word, screaming, being yeah. the most offensive person. I would just be like, oh, this is this is great. The whole thing was put on. Dude. She's like, listen, this is just, you know, this is what I had to do. I would, I would, first of all, not, I would hope she would find that funny and yes. understand the, the nuance in it. Right. That, uh, that, yeah, probably, uh, the Bodega Boys don't fuck with Nanette. You right. Know? Like, right. I, but by the way, for those of you who don't know, because I'm so cool with hip hop, the Bodega Boys are Jesus and Miro. Yes. And so, like, but like, the, I'm sure that they watch that and they're like, huh? Right. But that's what's beautiful about America is that we have that difference. Yeah. I, I can't imagine she's not getting fucking death threats from Tasmania. Because she painted yeah. Tasmania like a bunch of fucking savages. Here's, here's how ignorant I am. This is 
really this. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna admit this. This is gonna sound embarrassing. Oh, and I'm gonna uh, one up it with Joe List's wife. Keep going. Okay, because Joe. I Joe. I, 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 I'll be honest with you. I had no idea Tasmania was a real place. Are you serious? Until, no, literally. <laughs> I literally. No, I be. <laughs> I I literally. I had no idea, and I'm relatively smart. Yeah. I mean, now no, apparently after, but I literally thought Tasmanian Devil. Was yeah. a character on a show? Like I didn't know. I thought it was like one of those places, like kind of existed, but kind of yeah. didn't. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like those half real like places. Like Kimbuk too. Yeah, where you're like, <laughs> I guess it's around. Like you know what I mean? Like I guess it's somewhere, and but I didn't know. But I didn't know there were. I didn't know there were roads. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. I thought it was like kind of imagined, kind of real. Hey, does Joe List wife is she a comic? Sarah Tomas, she's really okay, funny. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I listened to something she said that made me laugh so hard because I have said the same fucking thing. Yeah. And it was uh, it was on her podcast. She has a podcast called Vag. Is this, am I right about this? Yes. Okay. Um, I wasn't listening to the podcast. It was a clip on her, on her Instagram. And uh, it was, she was like, I don't, I don't know how chickens get, or chickens get chickens pregnant. And she was like, did they lay the egg? And then the male sits down and comes on the egg. And uh, it's it's so funny. We had that same, I was laughing so hard because it is a thing that you yeah. would just simply not know in this world. You just don't know. It was so funny. I listened to the, it was like two clips, like two minutes long. I listened to both of them, but we had it one time. We had that question at our dinner, breakfast table. We're eating breakfast, eating eggs, and we have chickens in our backyard. Where? Right oh, there. the yeah. coop. Okay. Yeah. And so we had just gotten the chickens and I was like, so wait. If we let those sit in there, they turn into into chickens. If we let the eggs sit, and Leanne's like, "No, they haven't been fertilized." <laughs> and Isla goes, "How do we fertilize them?" And she goes, "We wouldn't. A rooster would." Right. And I was like, "So wait, if we had a rooster, they did." Leanne grow up on a farm. She yeah. just oh, yeah, oh she yeah. gets it. Okay. And so we're like, "Wait," and Leanne's like, "This is their egg, just like girls, just like we have eggs." Right. And we shed our eggs. Yeah. This is them shedding, and Isla is in the <laughs> middle of its sandwich. She goes, "I'm eating a period sandwich." <laughs> And, uh, and yeah. all of us are like, this is their period that we're eating? Yeah. And Leanne's like, it. yeah. And it that's fucking, it. yeah. It's crazy, but that's true. Tasmania, apparently, from the way she paints it. It's just people with bats hunting gays. Yeah. That's what it seems like. It's, it it seems like, like people just roaming the streets. You ever see that movie, The Quiet Place? It's, it just came out. No, it's I haven't like, seen if it. you make a it. sound, yeah. these monsters, they hunt you by sound, yeah. and then they just come and eat you yeah that's what tasmania seems like from her it sounded like i mean it really sounded horrible and like, i get it's bad i get that it's bad out there probably yeah. I, I i'm sure it is i'm sure she's not lying i don't think she's lying yeah she got beat up on a fucking bus and yeah no one did anything i mean that's fucked that's up that's fucked up yeah that's that's, and, that's and, fucked up and part of, i would have told the guy like stop it part of what i like that she does I know she'll never hear this, so I'm very comfortable saying whatever I want to say. Yeah. I'm very comfortable saying whatever I want to say, even if she heard it. Right. I hope she hears this. I hope she comes in here. I, well, I would love to have her on my podcast. Yeah, she'd be a great guest. Um, what I like that she did is she refuses to make fun of herself in order to get laughs, which, by the way, right. by the way, I, I don't mind. Right. I don't mind making fun of myself to get laughs. I don't mind that. I don't mind making yeah. fun of my family to get fun, get, make laughs. But one of the things that used to drive me nuts yeah. would be like, and this is a different example of this. But it's very similar. Yeah. If she was gay to go up and like go look at my haircut, 
obviously I'm, I'm you know, da da da. Right. As opposed to like, yeah. you chose that fucking haircut. Yeah. Like, like 100%. Ralphie used to do it with clothes. He'd go, yeah. I know what you're saying. Look at this jacket. Oh, look at that traffic cone player. Right. And, and I remember watching that going, Ralphie, you picked that jacket. <laughs> right, like, you're right, the one right, that picked right. the jacket. Yeah. So if you're a gay person and you're like, yeah. I know what you're saying, and looking at me going, oh my God. Like, you're like, no, but that's what you look. You shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't just cut your knees off. To make them comfortable with you, and this, that's what she said, and I like that. This idea, where, and I get it, what she's saying, where it's like it's not humility, it's humiliation. Yeah, I think that I think that's true to an extent, but I also think also like relax, also relax. Yeah, you know what I mean. Listen, you make fun of something about yourself. I mean, I don't think again. You know, you're internally you're you're making all those choices on stage. Mm-hmm. You're internalizing it in any way that you want to. I mean, self-deprecation is a way for a lot of people to bond with each other because it opens this door up of like, here's what's fucked up about me. And then you can, you know, so the reality is that opens a lot of times like a pathways, avenues where people can communicate with each other. That's sometimes how you make friends. Yeah. You know, you make friends because of like your shortcoming and you're like, yeah, I can't fucking do this or I'm, you know, your other buddies like, you know, you're right. I, I can't eat, you know? So this whole idea that like, I mean, again, it's just, it gets preachy. It feels preachy. I don't like pre, I've never yeah. liked preachy comedy. Yeah. It just feels like, I never liked one, 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 yeah. one man shows. Yeah. Like I never, right. I like, I do think what she did is what I think a lot of, what she did was her show was personal, yeah. thoughtful, thematic. It had like an arc, and that's from the UK. That's the way they do it there. They have like they write an hour every year, which I think is crazy, but yeah. they do it, and they do it for festivals and stuff. I do think some of that model's good for what we do because it's good to just think about you know you know I, you, I I'm not obviously not a one man show, but like the idea of like okay you know more personal stuff longer stuff well yeah yeah but yeah that, that's all awesome. I, th- I think that's just what good comics have been a doing. lot of people do that like you yeah. look at some of the guys like. I, like you ever okay I don't without without saying this so that people think I'm talking about them I don't want to sound like that right but you ever look at the lifers like the guys that yeah. just never got out of their own way and they're yeah. doing the same type of joke yeah. and they've been doing it for 20 years and, absolutely and, they're, and maybe they did a couple tonight shows right but they just can't get over that hump right. to build a fan base or to connect with an audience yeah and then you go oh yeah like my problem was I was way too personal. That describes ninety-seven percent of people. I know. That's why I was like, I'm going to be very careful because everyone. Like, I'll be very careful. Uh, so, you know, everyone that does this absent a uh, hundred people. Well, you just—it's yeah. like it's like no. you got to grow as a comic. Yeah, and it's hard. And and, and in order to grow, you got to very difficult to not care what other comics think. Yeah, it's so fucking hard. Yeah, because you immediately you're like, I want the approval of my peers. Yeah, but then you just got to go and be like, okay, I guess I'm gonna. Bomb and you like, got to take risks. And here's the thing: what's cool about Nanette and Bobby Kelly had a good point because Bobby Kelly liked it a lot more than I did. And like, you know, he's an older guy; he's more mature. And I think I got to listen to people sometimes. How old That's, are you? I'm 33. Oh yeah, you're. Oh my God, you're young. I mean, yeah. I mean, but so the whole thing is like, Bobby. You, you tell, well, I, I respect Bobby's comedian; I think he's great. So when he talks, I like listen. We were at Montreal. We did a hike. Me, him, and Miss Pat. You know, Miss Pat, one of the funniest people in the world. <sighs> me, Bobby Kelly, Miss Pike hiked up a, a mountain in Montreal. Canadians were so confused. Uh, and we were just trekking up, sweating, because we're all trying to get in better shape, just trekking up yeah. this mountain. And we're talking about fucking Nanette, because that's what you do. And Bobby said, he goes, listen, she thought it was her last special. She thought she was going to retire from comedy. He's like, imagine if you were at a point when you said, fuck it all, 
I hate it. I'm walking away. How honest would you be? What would you say? And once Ooh. I, wow. Whoa, Dude, Bobby. Whoa, Bobby. Bobby just, he laid it out for me in a way that no one had. Nobody had laid it out for me like that. And when Bobby said that, I said, oh, fuck. I'm going to look at this a whole nother way. And you got to be open to doing that. And I said, he goes, because this was her goodbye. She was saying, I don't give a fuck if anyone watches it. I'm out. I'm done. And here, this is what I spent my life doing. Here's what I think is wrong with it. And this is my fucking special. And here you go. Once he put it in those terms for me, I thought about it differently. That, that is pretty fucking mind-blowing. And it made me think, yeah, what would I do? What would I say? What would I say? If I didn't well, give a I'd, fuck I'd about- I'd definitely open with the machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are stupid as fuck. You too, you know. I wonder yeah. what I would say. It's interesting. If you didn't I probably, care- if I, if, I really if you didn't, didn't want care. a career anymore, if you wanted to leave, think about that. If you wanted, if you didn't want to do this, if you had turned on it in some way, if some part of you, because I think that's what happened to her. She was basically like, you know, this shit, I'm being self-deprecating. I'm doing this stuff. I don't feel like, you know- we're, I'm getting anywhere in terms of like, uh, you know, I, I, it's just interesting. So I wonder if you didn't care about, you know, I'm a young guy going on all these bullshit, dumb general meetings. And, you know, you're trying to do these things. You're trying to sell stuff. You're trying to whatever. But it's like, let's say I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted to just say, so that it's just an interesting idea. And I personally don't know what I would say. I don't know either. That, that almost, I feel bad for myself because I go, wait, are you that fucking removed from honesty? Cause I, I guess I'm, I mean, my I, I looked at I look at it. I think here's the deal. I think in this business, where you you when you're in it, you're in it, and you're thinking about longevity, and you're thinking about like be somewhat being responsible and not like coming and throwing the whole art form under the bus. And you know, those kid people look up to you, kids that look up to you, people that write to you. You're the reason people get on a stage and try comedy for the first time. Think about that. That's the reality, you know? Yeah. And some of them are going to be funny and some of them are ruining their lives. But this really Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone ruined. that looks at me, <laughs> they're <laughs> fucking going down the wrong path. But it's like, that's the thing. So it's like, but if, if none of that mattered and you were just like, you know, fuck it. See, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's my problem with, uh, I guess a little bit with what she said about uh, the end of comedy or whatever. Yeah. I guess there was a tweet that she put out saying like, right. Uh, I, the, Comedy's over. Fuck off, yeah, that yeah. or whatever, you know. And so, um, I don't, I don't agree with her, and I don't know the people she knows, and I don't right. walk in those circles. Right, I walk in really like legit circles. Not, not legit circles. Yeah. I mean like that, but very practical circles. Yes, the person listening to my podcast is a uh, is a welder. Right, you know, like all of them, or just no, no, no. It was just this one guy from. Uh, He's like, we've done numbers. We have this a huge one guy from Houston. Amount of welders, iron yeah. working. I get, I, I get that all the time, and it, yeah. like the person listening to this is like, is just uh, wanting to have a good time, yeah, and just wanting to kind of make the day go by a little easier, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think when they come to my show, I I know that because I've said I've said things that are a little more politicized or a little right. more. Uh, and I, I think a lot of the people that come to my show, they, they, if they do, they don't want to be preached to. I think they, they go, Hey Bert, I'm a grown man. Right. I got a fucking job. I got kids. Yeah. I got, I, I got my own fucking life and I got my own opinions. I don't definitely don't want to hear your fucking, right. I, don't, I don't want you to tell me about gun control. Right. If you're going to talk about gun control, 
and tell me your experience and make a funny story out of it. Right. Like, but don't tell me we shouldn't own guns. Don't go up right. there and kick me out of an audience because I support Bush. Well, that's like, the whole thing. Or and that's and that's what it is. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, don't uh, kick me out because I'm a Reaganite. That's you know? that's that would be perfect for my shows. Go, who supports Bush? And everyone's like, ah, he's been gone for a while, Bert. That's how out of which one, senior or junior? <laughs> but like, I think that I think that there is a place for guys like me. Who, there has to be. Who Dude, that just, should be the place. The yeah, place is like, it should be for, we should all be just trying to make people laugh. Just want to have a good time. And just want to laugh, really laugh hard. And you can have points, you can make points, and that's all great. But at the end of the day, it's like, I, I'm i 33. My audiences, when I go to clubs, are much older than me. Yeah. They have kids. They have wives. They have experience. For me to lecture them is insane. It's insane. It feels insane. I live in a one-bedroom apartment in Astoria, Queens. My roommate is a 40-year-old Russian guy. You know what I mean? I, I'm i going to get out there and tell people how the global economy should be run? Yeah. It seems as, but there are comics who really believe They're, that they yeah. know. They know. They can't make anything happen in the one career they've chosen, which is this, but they know how the entire global financial system should work. It to me is crazy. That's not what you go. You don't need a clown to tell you how it, to live. It is. It is. And yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you just want to like, like one of the things I love about Burr is even though that yeah. he sometimes will say a, a point that yeah. is, is uh, on one side of the fence or the other. It's always a joke in there. Of There's course. the whole always premise, funny. the whole premise, my whole job is I'm a, I'm, I'm Jordan Peterson right. if I don't put jokes in it. Yes. I'm, I'm not saying Jordan Peterson isn't funny. Right. But like his point is to be logical and whittle away at what he believes yeah. his side of the truth to be. That's what I don't, I'm not that guy. I'm just jokes. It was funny. Me and Ari went to see him and like Dave Rubin goes it? out and opens for him. Well, Peterson's Dave an amazing Rubin. speaker. Dave Rubin. You know the guy Rubin Report? No. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. Dave Rubin? Dave yeah. Rubin used to be a stand-up comic. Yeah, I thought so. Right. So Dave Rubin does the Rubin Report and he's had Peterson on and he goes on Rogan and everything and, and Rubin opened for him and did kind of like comedy. It was just funny. It was like, it was kind of like, it wasn't that. I mean, people were kind of laughing, but it's like, here's the deal. It's not, com it isn't comedy no. when you have a theater full of people that want to hear one thing and you tell them that one thing. That's not bizarre. it. Imagine how great. It's bizarre. It's cult-like. It feels like a cult. How much fun would comedy be if you just, if, if you were like, all right, well, what am I saying? I kind of do that. Like, I just go out and like, what if they said they just want to watch you drink Tito's? <laughs> I was like, wait, that's, that's my like, job. Wait a minute. What if people wanted to see you drunk yeah. and you got drunk? What, what if would they that just be wanted like? to see you with your shirt off what drunk that? and tell the machine story? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Throw me in the briar patch. But, I mean, but, but, but the whole thing is you have crowds that want to come and have fun. That's what yeah. they want to do. That's the reality of it. Dude, I don't think they give a fuck about as much of that. They just, however you get them to fun my, is my, what they want. My, my, the people that I've been running into after the shows. I want yeah. My fans, but people that come see me, I think they, I think they want to see new material. Yeah. So I do an hour of new material every year. Every year I do an hour of new material. Yeah. By the way, I didn't pick that. Fucking Bill Burr and Louis C.K. picked that for me. Right. But I do an hour of material, and then I tell whatever stories they want to hear at the end. Right. You know, like I do an hour fifteen, hour twenty every show. Yeah. And uh, and I make sure, and I do a waitstaff raffle. Yeah. I do like I, it's a fun show. It should be a fun show. Right. But that's me. That's like right. I'm not a super thoughtful guy. I'm like you. Yeah. I, by the way, I you got to use that Tasmania bit. I should. You, I, I have should. to. You have to. Because I literally, I didn't know how stupid that made. Listen, there's a lot. There's about 30 major cities where you could throw out to me and you could go, is this real or is this from Lord of the Rings? I thought Indianapolis. And I, was, I thought Indianapolis <laughs> was like, in Baltimore. I, right. I thought Indianapolis. Yeah. This is what I just said. I thought it was in Baltimore. Yeah. 
I thought it was in Baltimore yeah. because it sounds like a East right. Coast city. Right. Indianapolis. Yeah. But it's just one of those things. I was like, Tasmania. I was like, it's an island of homophobe. What is this place? I've never. The Tasmanian devils are real. It's so funny. And yeah. it's like, they're real. That was a mind blower. Did you ever hear Bill Burr say, uh, I thought a pony was a baby horse. Right. He goes, when, when, when's it going to turn into a horse? Yeah. And my wife goes, well, never. It's a yeah. pony. Yeah. I thought, I just found out doors opened in. Yeah. Like front doors open in. I didn't know that. I yeah. just. I said to Leanne, we should flip our door around. But I would so it- see when you say you're not a thoughtful guy. Actually, I like disagree with that. I think I think it's like you're somebody who's open, and I think so. Some people that are open, you're not thoughtful. Thoughtful now, we think thoughtful now means that like you walk around, you figured it out, and you have opinions. Those about guys it. are yeah. thoughtful. Yeah, the guys that are like, no, this is how it works. Yeah, those are the, some of the least thoughtful people ever. Uh-huh. They're no longer thinking. They're not thinking. They're it's not. the opposite. They figured it out and they're proselytizing. You're getting out there going, you got to think about this. My grandfather was a really insanely smart guy, would speak every now and then and would say things, would ask meaningful questions, make points and stuff like that, would never be walking around jamming his thoughts down your throat. Just didn't do it. But this guy read all the time. He was insanely thoughtful. One of the most thoughtful people I met. So I think it's like what we consider thoughtful now is like you have to be live streaming with a green screen and just going. You yeah, know? I had, I had, yeah. I mean, I, Alex Jones is, hey, he's got thoughts. He's a thoughtful there are guy. thoughts. <laughs> yeah. There are thoughts. And I mean, it's sad because here's the deal. I would go and watch an InfoWars stream every now and then. Yeah. Before bed. I would, before I went to bed, <laughs> I would just go, what? Because you would, listen, the day is, the day is for rational thought for the most part yeah and then at night when you're at home it's one o'clock in the morning you go let's just see what he's up to before i go to bed and i would turn him on and it would be 10 minutes and i never thought like that any of this was bad. but i'm telling you right now i i mean some of these things are just very fun and i know that people are gonna get mad at that but like funny doesn't mean correct it doesn't mean right it doesn't even mean that it's good so then where's here's the question i have yeah. now because I like having people with opposing opinions on my yeah. podcast, but then someone says, how dare you give that person a platform? Well, here's the deal. Here's the reality. There's so much vile content out mm. there. Yeah. People saying vile things. People saying irresponsible things, okay? Um, my argument is the New York Times supported the Iraq war. Think of all the things we lost, lives, treasure, money, blood, all that stuff. We're unwinnable quagmire. The New York Times stood in support, and many many of their editorial writers came out and said, this is going to be a great idea. They supported these dubious conclusions that our intelligence agencies came up with. When the torture stuff came out, there was a lot of the major media outlets that were saying, eh, it's a few, but they, 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 got good. they swallowed what the government said. The government's like, yeah, it's just a few people. And it was like, no, it was this complex thing that we designed and everything like that these are that's the mainstream major media yeah okay that everybody reads that does have an impact a huge impact on shaping public opinion and 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 creating thought and those guys are 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 now are being held to account not by not by the government not they're being held to account because of things like this independent media people like alex jones you might hate alex jones you might not agree with anything he says but the idea that a guy like alex jones can start a network and broadcast to millions of people i think terrifies people and in, in these i think it scares people more i think than it anything. scares them it terrifies them it, it terrifies them <clears throat> because they see their grip on everything is is is, is they're losing their grip and 
how they've chosen to deal with that, I think, is they go, well, how dare you give Alex Jones a platform? And it's like, here's the reality of the situation. A lot of people have platforms. I would argue that the mainstream media in, in, in many cases has done more to harm the public by choosing like, we don't know what goes in our food. We don't know what goes. Uh, All of these things that they could be reporting on, they could be educating us about, they don't. And the reality is, those are the real guys. You know, you're talking about the, the few million lunatics that watch Alex Jones and take him seriously. Do you think they're a major force in the country? I don't. No. I don't. Dude, I don't. Like, I don't believe that they're a major force. So this whole idea of like, should this person have a platform? Should Louis Farrakhan has a platform. He says crazy shit. Yeah. Crazy shit. He should have one. So then, he should so then, have a YouTube channel where he goes, "Welcome to the Louis Farrakhan show. We still hate Jews. We're sponsored by whatever we're willing to spot. You know, yeah, fine. Who cares? How is Alex Jones making his money? It wasn't off his? I think there's. I'm sure he wasn't getting ad reads. I mean, <laughs> me undies. <laughs> the demons aren't creating. Yeah, the demons are coming. This is brought to you by Chobani. Chobani <laughs> flips ad crunch to an otherwise healthy snack. Uh, no, I think he. I think he's. Some of them are ads. He he has his own companies like Deer Jerky, and he sells these different, you know, oh, yeah. supplements. I guess he does have. He different. sells supplements, but I think guys like Alex Jones, if you if you take them off YouTube. Uh, one of the things that they're unable to do is they're unable to um, essentially broadcast to a larger audience because the audience has been cut. If you kick them off the Apple, you, you make it harder for people to listen to them. And the reality is, listen, if you're going to do that, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know the legal things or the Sandy Hook or any of that, but listen, he's not the only show in town in terms of offensive, vile content there's yeah. a lot of people out there that are saying a lot of crazy stuff and then you guys got guys like steven crowder who yeah i don't think he's i don't i'm no i, I think, don't know enough yeah. but I, I don't think he's offensive i'm sure that crowder canman wants to be i think everybody wants to be offensive i don't think he's as i don't think he is as far out as alex he's Jones. not denying sandy he's, hook yeah he's right. he's in the he's in the pocket of yes. conservative media absolutely going, ben shapiro yeah. ben those shapiro, guys yeah uh, milo yannanopoulos but that's the like thing here's the deal troll. these people they call peterson nazi they call all these people and it's so crazy that when you have legitimate nazis <laughs> you know yeah. it's like the the boy who cried wolf where it's like you keep well, i started yeah. actually thinking there's no nazis Right. Because I was like, well. And then there are, like, you'll turn on YouTube and there's these 19 year old kids. I mean, the alt right is like these kids. I have a theory about the alt right because they're all good looking young college kids. I think they were all these kids that were on Vine and then they got kicked off Vine and then they were like, well, I can't make it in the business. Now I hate Jews and I hate blacks and I'm going to go and live stream all day because these are young, good looking, in shape kids that go to colleges and they're angry and they're like, it's a terrible time to be a lot. And I'm like, what the fuck and and they're really flirting with these really toxic ideas about race and iq and like going down these really bad paths and it's like no you got to resist that shit a hundred percent but you yeah. can't you can't label a guy like peterson or any of those people that are thoughtful that are articulate and i'm not saying that nazis can't be articulate they can but listen to what peterson's saying he's saying that identity shouldn't be the lens through which we view everything he's not an ethno-fascist he's not any of that listen to what the guy is saying now he says some things that i don't agree with something whatever but like you just can't paint with a broad brush because then like you said you walk around you're like yeah fuck it then i guess there are no nazis yeah. you know What's well, I've I've kind of given up and and I was like, it's edgy now to be a Nazi. That's how you're edgy. You used yeah. to be like, oh, you were a punk, oh, you were a fucking, you liked hip hop. Your parents were like, we don't want that music in the house. Now you're like, I'm a, I'm gonna read books about, you know, phrenology. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I, think, well, I wonder, I wonder what will happen to this country. Yeah. If the left, 
Like sometimes I think you should allow people to play it out. Like yeah. there was this woman that we used to be friends with who was absolutely out of her fucking mind. I knew right. that immediately. I could sense it <laughs> immediately. She and, was off. And yo, yeah, and crazy and real cunt. And she um and I t- I talk a lot and I would uh I would argue with her about points, about weird yeah. points. And and so and I would look crazy because I was arguing with her. Yeah. Like, I was really looking like the fucking lunatic. Right. Because I was arguing with her, and everyone would take her side. And then one night, I decided not to argue and just to sit back and let her talk. Yeah. And she, um, it was almost like she swung herself out, what? and she ended up crying, and she ended up uh, talking about an attempted suicide. Wow. And which was even fucking 10 times more hilarious. I know you're not supposed right. to make fun of no, suicide. No, it's very funny. But she tried to kill herself by jumping off a cliff. She never jumped, so she didn't really like. Right, like so I was like, I, she said she that. She just I go, went sightseeing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you and hiked. So, you went hiking. So anyway, my whole point being, uh, the right is fu- the left is fighting Trump so hard. Yeah, and I think there is a responsibility to some of the stuff he says is so he, fucking he does, outlandish. It's crazy. Yeah, that I let him hang himself. But yeah, stop like, fighting him. He's great in fights. He's if a they, if they he loves it. If they get if they get what they want and right. they and they. Uh, uh, exp- expunge him, uh, evict him. What? What? Fucking impeach. impeach him. Yeah, and they try and they sent him to Tasmania. They will only empower the fucking hardcore lunatics on the yeah. right. Yeah. That is all they will do. Is they will you make someone a victim and they fucking own it. They right. And it's like I part of me is like, if you really don't like him, just let him. Let him do his thing. Let him do his thing. He'll pee, like these kids that are all trying to be fucking, you know, they're trying to adopt these edgy, edgelord shit. They'll grow out of it. Yeah. They'll grow out. Kids want to rebel. They want to have these edgy ideas. And a lot of them are, you know, disgusting. A lot of these kids, I think, will grow out of it. They'll grow up. They'll be like, what was I doing? Yeah. You know, I I mean, I was I was being, like, yeah. trying to offend people, be edgy, make these memes, do all this stuff. He tweets grow shit up. that is so, like, what's crazy is like when he tweets something absolutely lunatic, like crazy. When he tweets something absolutely crazy. I hear crazy. the chickens. Yeah, you hear him oh, now, that's right? that's crazy. Uh, I see the outrage culture that happens on the left, yeah. and it makes me giggle because I go, oh, fuck, he got you again? Yeah. Like, like, I can't believe anyone. Like, when he tweeted that thing about LeBron. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I can't believe anyone's responding to this. Imagine if you ignored him. Imagine that. I Imagine can't if believe- you ignored that. Like, if everyone ignored that guy, and that's the only way to beat a troll, and the one way, to, and that's why trolls always win, because it's the hardest thing to do is ignore somebody. Oh. But if you ignored him, or if you didn't care, if yeah. they just. I mean, I, I would only imagine what would happen to that guy. It's it. He's getting more. It's like the Howard Stern thing. The people who they they, they said you know the average listener listens for uh, two and a half yeah, hours. Right. The average person who hates him listens for four. And that's yeah, like he's that's he's, exactly what it he's is. Howard Stern. I knew people. he was going to win when I watched a speech he did about Ben Carson stabbing his mother. Like he he goes, Trump was doing this whole thing where he's talking about. He goes, he hit his mother with a brick. I've never hit my mother with a brick. <laughs> And he was out there and he was talking and I was like mesmerized and it was this crazy thing. Yeah. Me and my friend were in the car. We drive to Long Island from New York City. I'm telling you right now, I've maybe never laughed as hard as I laughed at that. I said, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) He's up there going like this. He goes, he goes, he, he, no, he goes, he hit his friend with a brick. He chased his friend with a hammer. <laughs> and the whole crowd and audience, and the, even the audience is confused. Dude. This is a political speech. He's not mentioned anything about oh. taxes, oh. policy. He's talking about Ben Carson attacking his mother. 
And, and it was just this mesmer. And I was mesmer. I'm like, this guy's going to win. I said to my friend, everybody then was writing him off. I said to my buddy, I said, dude, this guy's going to fucking win. I said this, and here's why. No one's ever seen anything like this on this stage. Nothing. No one. And there isn't an acknowledgement, I think, because they all keep trying to figure out ways why. They're like, was it Russia? Was it fake news? Was it Alex Jones? I'm like, no. This guy weaponized the two things that have changed culture the most of my life were reality TV and social media. Those yeah. things. Those two things changed culture because things that were unacceptable became acceptable on reality TV. Like you would be like, oh, this is the way people live. This whole idea of broadcasting. And then social media, we all know how that changed everything. And he just weaponized those two things. And I mean, that's the thing with Hollywood, man. This is why they hate him so much. He is Hollywood. Oh. He's the guy. He is more Hollywood than most people in Hollywood. And, you know, and when I watched that thing, I was so mesmerized. I was unable to look away. It, I'm telling you, watch the speech later. It's the Ben, he, when he talks about Ben Carson, you, you feel like you're going into a vortex. You're almost like something is, something's happening that yeah. I don't even understand. He, when, uh, when I, the moment I said, oh, I think I might be in love with him a little bit. Yeah. Was when he looked at the eclipse. Right. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. People don't admit. Here's the thing. A lot of these people in LA, when they tweet all day about him, it's like they want to be uh, him. They want to be a dictator too. Yeah, of course. And I'm not endorsing the things he does. I think they're no, horrible. No, not at all. But at the end of the day, in order to beat him, you have to admit you love him a little. Oh my You love God. your enemy. You got to admit you love your enemy Dude, just he, a little bit. When he fucking looked at the <laughs> eclipse without glasses on, I went, I went, I fucking love this guy. He doesn't, he does not give up. Uh, you know, he went in and he was like, uh, guys, the uh, eclipse thing with the glasses, that's, a, that's, a, that's fake media, right? And yeah. they're like, and you know, one guy was like, hey, you know how it is when we disagree with him. Sure, Donald. Yeah. How bad can it be? Spots. Right. <laughs> a couple spots. Sure, Donald. Like, He's looking at the eclipse. Oh, and when, like, I, I, I'm, I, I'm blown away by the guy. I don't, like, I don't get outraged by anything he says. Here's what's I, amazing about him. He's in his mid-70s. He eats a diet of fast food. He completely doesn't seem to have any filter he doesn't none th like no i say filter. i have no filter yeah i have a filter yeah i definitely have a filter compared to him he, he has no filter with the un like he just oh. goes it's Dude, amazing it's amazing what he did with north korea though right that, that like he i think he really scared everyone and going yes. oh he is a fucking lunatic well here's the deal i mean i think he, nobody wants to admit this but having somebody who's a psychopath kind of helps in when you just have another psychopath oh i yeah. get that's part of the thing about fucking osama bin laden and saddam hussein they're like oh right. we're 10 times crazier than you'll ever be you ever right. find it like i said uh i remember i remember in high school um these black guys uh i was friends with these black guys and they'd go yeah. to parties and sometimes they'd kind of take over the party right. uh and I, I, this I, it's gonna in real life it was probably a lot worse than i'm saying it but i was friends with these black guys and we go into a party and then sometimes we they'd take over the party if you know what i mean like they were just like right they would just go in and and then yeah. ultimately some white kid would say hey you're not supposed to be here and then they'd be like why and they'd be like well we don't know you this is our party and they're like yeah but now we're here now my name's what now i know you and then they'd be like, no, you need to get out. And in, inevitably, it would end up into a fight. The black guys would always win. Right. There was one party that we went to. and I like and, that this happened every time. Yeah. And that the white people weren't just like, let's just let him hang. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh well, it was Florida. <laughs> Florida was very <laughs> it's racist. Like, it's just like every time they were like, well, I guess, we'll, I guess we're getting in a fight again. Yeah. And so one time they went and this 
white kid went out and fucking was like, oh, I'll fight. I'll fight any one of you dropping N-bombs. And, wow. and these black kids were, by the way, they were just, they weren't yeah. like, they were in a, from a bad neighborhood. Right. They were from bad, they had rough upbringings, but they were also just regular people, right. you know? And they didn't want to fight him. And they won. We got in the car and we left. And they said, "There ain't. There's nothing scarier than a crazy ass white boy." Yeah. And like that's the thing is like right. when you show crazy ass white boy that fucking that like fuck it, fuck it. And that's I think that's what right. Trump comes at with. Yeah. Like this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we just live in a world where everything's fake. Yeah. Everything seems scripted. Everything seems managed. So the idea that like somebody would get up in the middle of your company and go, this place is bullshit. This place sucks. Stand he's, on the desk. And go, he's doing the this net. This place is bullshit. He's doing the net. He's doing the net, but it's funnier. <laughs> it's a funnier net. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. He's maybe the only person funnier than Alex Jones. Yeah. And again, I'm not defending it. It just is way, what it is. It's a fact. I can't, I can't walk it back. You can't, you, you can't, know? like I, I can't sit here with fake outrage and go, and go, I am appalled. Like, right. like I, I, especially if you sit with like really conservative people. Yeah, they tried to walk me through um, the. I, I don't know what it's called, but where they've separated the parents from their right, kids. Right, the border separation thing. And they were like, they were like, no, it's it's protocol. You can't you if you if they don't have papers to yeah. prove it to your child, they right. can't just put them in a cell together. Right, you can't put children with adults. And right. I was like, I was like, well, yeah, but. I mean, how many people are going to fucking lie? He goes, yeah. pedophiles. Pedophiles will lie. Yeah. And no one yeah. speaks English. And the kids don't speak English. It's a, it's a thing where I think it's needlessly cruel to separate these people. However, on the other side of the equation, you have people on the left go, we shouldn't have a border. We shouldn't have a country. Let's get rid of a nation state. Let's get rid of the idea of that. Yeah. A border is racist. It's like, wait a minute. And then they say, and the government needs to provide housing, food, uh, health care, and employment for every citizen and no border so the world like the government has to do that for the world it's like guys how, how just as an adult again i'm not a thought leader i'm not a political sign you know but again how does this work yeah how does that work how does it work when you don't have a border and you just have to do i i don't know it's, but i also i don't want people i don't want mothers and children being separated i, I would i don't want that i don't want mothers and children separated i don't i do I, I the other argument is um, well why would they put their children and themselves in this situation? Yeah. Well, obviously. Well, obviously they're never, fleeing. They're yeah, trying they're, to get never out. Lived in yeah. Mexico. I'm right. not saying Mexico's. I mean, by the way, Mexico must be like, how bad are we? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, people right. are willing to die right. to get out of here. <laughs> I mean, America's got offers such a fucking great dream. Right. Like it, it does. really does. It does yeah. And for, so. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm always, and then, and then these are complex situations. It's and, hard. And it's so very it almost hard. Takes like a guy like me who maybe could make a difference. Yeah. I just go, I don't want to be involved. I just don't want to. Well, you know what it is? I think that like, you try not to be complacent. You try not to be like, you try to, you try to look at all these different issues and go, the reality of the situation is these are complex issues. They're very hard. I haven't done the work studying these issues. And by the way, neither is 90% of the people on Twitter that think, I mean, listen, there are people where it's like, I used to think Chelsea Handler is very, very funny. And, but like every day she tweets about espionage. And I'm like, when did you learn about espionage? When did you learn about Russian agents? I when you gonna, did you have I thought you were going to say sexy. I just find her hot as fuck. Oh, I mean, she's, I'm she's, so I'm I, thought so she, I thought she had a good show. She gave comics a platform, whatever. Yeah. I, was, I was never like watching this special, but like, but it's just funny. Like I'll look at all these actors and actresses. I'm like, when did you guys learn about the finer points of 
espionage. Like you all know that Trump colluded beyond the shadow of a doubt. You know how it happened. You have all these, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Wait a minute, what? Like Amy's, like and then that. the Amy's, next thing Amy's. they'll tweet, they'll go, uh, "Buy my, we're living in Nazi Germany. Uh, it's a fascism. Buy my special. It's like what? Wait, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. That's why. I, that's why I, I feel a little glad. I feel happy to not be one of those political tweeters yeah. and go. No, no, my my job is just comedy. Like, right. I, I wasn't the jest. Right. Like, I'm I'm the jester that goes in and goes. Hey man, I'm just doing enough. I'm, I just want to do a good enough show for the yeah. king that he a doesn't kill me. Right. Uh, B, I get a little pussy. Right. Uh, C, I get like a. He's like, like when I see him, he's like, ah, you killed last night. Right. I'm like, I'll be back tomorrow. Right. Like I don't need to be like the emperor has no clothes. <laughs> it was like John Panette came out one day in one of his special starts. He goes, if you came for WikiLeaks jokes, <laughs> you're in the wrong place. You know. <laughs> and he did an act about food or whatever he yeah. wanted. You know. It's uh, it's it. You don't have to be both. I. I find I find I find so funny. I find Chelsea like so sexy. I just it, but yeah. only because she's such a cunt, right? Like I mean, you can sense she's, it. Like you could feel her just being demoralized. I have a joke about it in my new you. special yeah. about like the 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 positivity of of a cunt, right? You know, like the, how there is a sexiness to it, but she, all she does is ski and smoke weed, right? And it's a all fun she life. does is vocate and read about espionage. I guess she loves <laughs> and read about Russia, Russian politics. Oh my god, Trump and I mean, it's like okay, this is fair enough. She, uh, but because that's right. the thing, that's what turns people off when people when, when you have celebrities come out and talk about things where they don't seem particularly well informed, and they're also there's a way to persuade people. There's a whole study, a school of thought about how to persuade people, and telling them that they're wrong and shaming them is not effective. And if it was, Trump wouldn't have won. Was there any shortage of celebrities telling people not to vote for Trump? I mean, all of Hollywood, all of Hollywood, all of the major CEOs, the all of the media everyone said don't vote for the guy and he won and now they're all going well it couldn't be that people rejected us it had to be fake news russia alex jones it's got to be all these other things it's like, i really no. don't even know what manafort did like i don't i'm I know sure that he Manaf- bribes i'm sure he did i don't know who he yeah. is i don't even know what he did i don't know he was trump's campaign manager for a few months and then before that you know he was part of this lobbying firm with guys like roger stone and you know dictators of countries would go to them and go listen we want our image in washington to be a little better and then roger stone and paul manafort would advise them and they'd advise ceos and people that to, to how to you know appear into how to suck money out of the system you know really? and um oh yeah i mean these guys are you know they're corrupt but i mean again they swim in the, a sea of sharks and this is a very corrupt culture you know this is the way it is and we have a lot of people that have an interest in like you know their image and so lobbyists go and basically go to government officials and they buy influence with the money of whoever the hell they're lobbying for whether it's a foreign country or a uh, you know a company or whatever that's what they try to do you know, it's a tobacco lobby. It's when the government's like, can't sell cigarettes within a certain amount of schools. The tobacco lobby goes, whoa, whoa. And they just basically have all, you know, they pay all these operatives to go in there and say, come on, it's cigarettes, come on. That's what I was going to be if I wasn't a comedian, either like a boat salesman or working a lobbying firm. I mean, that would have been fun. I would have loved to be a Listen, lobbyist. Listen, it's a lot of fun. It would have been fun. so fucking good. It would have been great. You would have been amazing. I would have been amazing You would have been lobbyist. in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia right now with the king getting hammered. Oh, shooting his fucking machine gun. Hammered. You would be driving. They have an indoor lake with jets. You would be on one of them right now, indoor lake, jet skis, on them 
with the Saudi princes. Oh fuck! You've wasted your life. Is I what feel I'm like I have. You. I would have been. A, I would have been a great heir. <laughs> yeah. Like like uh, Dan Bilzerian. Oh yeah. I love that guy. Yeah yeah yeah. He's like a he's like a male Chelsea Handler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just hot and just, just hot and fucking lives his life that yeah, you, you watch. I think most women watch Chelsea's Insta stories and go like. God, I want to travel with my sisters and my niece and yeah. go to... I mean, all she's done is vacation for the past year. That's what she does. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I'm, it's a great life. It's, you know... I mean, I just don't have that... She I vacation, did, she did but a I, thing right after the election or she, on her Instagram. She goes, I was going to leave the country. And this is the stuff where you go, can we stop? She goes, I was going to leave the country, but somebody came up to me and they're like, you need to be a voice for the voiceless. And it's like, number one... <laughs> No one talks like that. You no one has ever said number that. Number two, it was your yeah. assistant. Right. <laughs> I was like, no one has ever said that, those words. I want to be a voice for the voice. Like, voice so then she's like, so I'm going to stay. If I listen to all the I shit mean, people like, told me, I'm fucking <laughs> crazy. Who the fuck listens to a fan of a meet and greet? Yeah. So I think she basically, I, I wonder how she said it. I think she meant like somebody just came up to her at a gas station or something was like, they're like, where are you going, Chelsea? She's like, I'm leaving the country. And they're like, but you got to be a voice for the voiceless. She's like, all right, I'll stay here and all do right, coke. Fucking fill it up then. Yeah, I was just going to fill it up to get me to the airport. Fill it up. Let's go to the studio. Like, it's just those type of things where it's so transparent that people kind of see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I still like her. <laughs> no, it's great. Listen, Amy will say stuff like that. And I think Amy's hilarious. She's funny. She's one of the most talented people. But then Amy will say like, Amy said once on an interview, she's like, I wish like a woman of color had played the lead in my movie. And it's like, well, hey, <laughs> did you tell the director? Like, it's Jesus very, Christ. just then don't do it. Don't take the, <laughs> like, you can't don't, benefit yeah. from the unjust system. And then also from calling out the unjust. It's like, just, well, then walk away. Yeah. Be like, I, you know. Renounce your wealth. Right. <laughs> like, mean, it's super easy. Yeah. By the way, by the way, if you are, if you are feeling this way, renounce your wealth. Right. Give it to, um, Amy, Amy's probably got 13 million. Give it. That's such an exact number. I love that you know. No, no. I mean, I'm just guessing. Okay. I know 13 is like a, like a fucking go fuck you money. Okay. That's, I that's think. a lot of money. I think. What's, hey, look up Amy's net worth real quick. Um, give it to, uh, what's 13? What's, give it to. 16. 16. I was really close. You were in the ballpark. Uh, you can very easily set yourself up a little nest egg and move to uh, move to Iowa. Right. And uh, and live a very modest life working at a Target in Iowa. Right. Doing stand-up in Iowa. You can do stand-up if you want. Absolutely. The, About things that happen at the Target. Can't charge for tickets. Be an endless stream Can't of charge material. for tickets. Or if you do, they go to a fund. Right. And charity. Then, yeah, a charity for, to, uh, to, to underprivileged children of color. Yes. And you could split up all your actors. wealth. You could split up all your wealth and you could take care of a ton of families. You could do a great, you could do right. a great difference. Yeah. Or you can be like me and be honest and go, no, I, I want my money. Yeah. And I want to try to set it up so I don't have to work and I can own a bar on St. Martin's called Burt's and people come over and they drink with me. Is that and the I goal? That sounds amazing. That's my goal. That sounds and amazing. I, I'm like Ari called me out on it one time. Yeah. He was like, "He, you're shallow. You want nice things. Yeah. You want to have a nice pool. You want right. to have a good, cool, cool car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm also just a regular fucking person. Yeah. Like I, I'm also like there shouldn't be shame in like going like I'm trying to make money so that I can live. You also take care of your family. Yeah, you're I've a great got, yeah. dad. Like why is the why Amy's are those got things no kids. not good? You know yeah. what? She doesn't need a job. I mean, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Her husband's a fucking acclaimed chef. Yeah. Give your money away. Right. The fuck you need money for? Yeah, just eat. Wait, oh, private jets? Yeah. Oh, 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 right. oh, 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 <laughs> right. private jets, huh? I don't fly private jets. Right. A lot of people can get by without private jets. Right. Oh, 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 that fucking drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. Th you can't, 
that makes me crazy because it's like just just be honest. I'm really yeah. happy I got the role. Right. I know I beat out a bunch of black chicks. I'm really glad I did that. Yeah, I think it's just this added pressure now. No matter what it is, it's this added pressure to just be like, and I just want to let you know. I I also know the world's on fire now. Hold on, I'm getting on the jet. Yeah, world's on fire. Noted. Getting on the jet, everyone. Goodbye. I think that's part partly why I don't o- overly share a bunch of. I don't. By the way, first of all, I don't really have a ton of political views. Right. I really don't. If they don't apply to me directly, I think I'm really selfish. Right. Like I'm the kind of guy that. Like at my daughter's uh, fifth grade ga- graduation was like, shit, I wish I had done more at the school. Right. <laughs> like, I'm really focused <laughs> yeah, on Yeah, but what were we going to do? Here's the deal. The people that wanted to do more did it. Yeah. And it was great. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, I am who I am. I, I'm right. A, I'm self-centered. I'm a little selfish. And that's the other thing. The school's probably like, we don't need parents in here telling us what to do. Well, the one time I did do something yeah. for the school. It was nice. I made no, I made my daughter's <laughs> uh, teacher cry. Oh, what'd you do? Uh, it sounds weird now that I, because I sound like a, a permit patty yeah. in this. Yeah. Like, I do sound like that kind of person. You called the cops on a black kid in your children's class? No, she was white, thank okay. God. Uh, right. But a teacher pulled in. I was doing safety valet, okay. where you help get the kids out of the car safely in the parking lot, safely, and then get them on, get them on campus. So you, like, open the How door. How far away is this? It's it's right there. It's It's oh. right there. It's, like, right on campus. It's like teacher's parking lot, but parents pull through the teacher's parking lot and drop okay. the kids off. Now, you can let them do it willy-nilly, and it'll be chaos, or you can have someone like me with a loud voice standing there and going... Line up. Like, come, pull all the way forward. Pull all the way yeah, forward. Gotcha. Open the door, go, hey, buddy. Uh, and then... Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, And then, thank you, and the parent knows their kid has got in there right. safely. Um, and part of the rules are you can't park in the... No one can park in the handicapped spots, and right. no one can double park. Because right. once you double park, then it starts to become a traffic jam in there. And then you have kids running around, and it just is chaos. Right. Teacher flies in, flies in, pulls into the uh, handicap spot. And we do have handicapped parents, two of which were in my daughter's class. Right. Parents. Uh, one was in a car accident, and one had a, a, a spinal problem go wrong. Okay. Pulls in and starts unloading her stuff. And I go, hey, you got to move that. Sh- you got to move that right now. And she's like, I light her up quick. Like, yeah. hey, get back in your car and move that. And she's like, no, no, I'm a teacher. I go, I don't give a fuck what you are. I didn't say fuck, but I don't give a damn. You get in your car. You're not handicapped. Get back in your car and move your car. She goes, I, I'm, I can park here. I'm a teacher. I go, no, you can't. Unless you're handicapped, you can't park in that spot. Right. And then she goes, oh, my God. Start your day off in a better mood, why don't you? I said, I was in a great mood until you broke the law. So get right. back in your car and move it. And she goes, I will tell Miss Gomez on you. And I went... Tell me, that's the principal. I go, yeah. tell Miss Gomez. My name's Bert Kreischer. Tell her Bert Kreischer sent you in here and that you parked in a handicapped spot. And she was like, I will. I said, do it and send her out to me. And in the process, another woman double parks. And I go, you're, you can't park there, ma'am. You're going to have to move your car. And she goes, oh my gosh, you're in such a bad mood. And I go, I'm in a great mood, but you're breaking the rules and you're putting children's lives in danger. You're not above the life of one of these children. My job is to protect these children. How Move see, your car. You took this more seriously than I've... Way, you've been more serious way, about this than any way more thing serious. out. This is I'm amazing. A, the, I'm a rule The kids follower. in the cages, it's like, whatever. Hey, but yeah. this is like, don't fucking park Dude, in that... <laughs> I'm a rule spot. follower. I'm a you rule love follower. It. Yeah. Because I, I don't like lines because I'm a rule follower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, But Efficiency. we've also talked about this on the podcast yeah so i'm calling myself out i also feel like rules don't apply to me sometimes okay. so but I, i'm a rule follower and so she gets upset with me yeah and i go no i said i'll tell you what go walk into mrs gomez and tell her you double park because you're a teacher by the way she wasn't a teacher she was a teacher's aide right so miss gomez comes out 
And, and, and by the way, two teachers had yelled at both, two parents had yelled at both of these women for breaking the right. rules because the parents are forced to follow the rules. They get it, right. T- uh, Ms. Gomez comes out and says, um, okay, I have two teachers in my office crying saying you sent them to me. I said, I did. And she goes, okay, we need to follow, find like a, like a way, a workaround for this. I said, well, let me, let me ask you a question. What are the rules? Can anyone park in a handicapped spot right. and double park? She goes, well, no, obviously not. And I said, so then who can? And she goes, well, it's case by case. I go, no, it's not. It's either all or nothing. I can't go, oh, I'm sorry, who are you? What's your resume? Oh, okay, you can park there. Right. I go, what if what if one of the, uh, I said the parent's name who's handicapped. Mm-hmm. I said, what if he had walked up, pulled up? Where was he supposed to park? Was he supposed to park down the street where she should have parked? And then walk his child with his crutches, get his child here. I said, is that how it works? And now the teachers are coming out and they're both crying. And they were like, you were just so rude. I said, no, you guys broke the rules. I was telling you what the rules were, and you didn't like the way I was telling you the rules. And I said, and I sa- I said, this is my favorite thing I've ever said to anyone. I said, listen, ladies, I'll tell you what. It is so much easier for me to not care than to get you to care. So I'm done. I'll never do anything for the school ever again. Congratulations. This is how you welcome parents that are trying to help. And they all were like, whoa, whoa, that's not what we're saying. I go, no, that's exactly what you're saying. I said, I will never do a thing. And, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to go up in front of the what our PTA thing is. And I'm going to tell the parents not to help because people like you undermine good parents who are just trying to keep children safe. And they were like, okay, hold on. Hold on one second. And I went, no, there's not any holding on one second. Yeah. My name's Bert Kreischer. My wife's Leanne Kreischer. My wife, and they know my wife. I go, my yeah. wife does everything for the school and we are done. We are done and we're getting our friends to stop because of this. And I go, and don't, and I have nothing but free time. And they were like, right. okay, okay, hold on. And they're like, we'll move our cars. And I go, oh. <laughs> I go, that's more like it. And they moved their cars. Wow. And then, and then that went like, got... I called Leanne. Leanne was in London. And I go, uh, she goes, how was Safety Valley? I go, I just made two teachers cry. She yeah. was like, what? <laughs> and I go, yeah. I go, this one really pretty one with dark brown hair. And she goes, that's Georgia's teacher. And I go, who's the other one? And I told the other one, this Russian girl. And she goes, that's Isla's aide. Oh. <laughs> I made both my kids. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I'm, I am, I have weird, I'm weird about that. Like I, I believe in rules you like structure i like structure but i yeah but i'm also obsessed with chaos and i don't believe rules apply to me sometimes. well it's funny because you live a life that's chaotic yeah but, you know in these other spaces you want structure but i gotta really like if you you saw i mean yeah. my i'm very structured in that like i'm a faithful father i love my kids i work yeah. to provide for them i get like but i curse in front of them i drink in front of them Who cares like Who cares my that's... dad i bought my dad marijuana nobody's with my... parking in that fucking lot how about that you know dude you're not s- fucking around one of the dads came up to me he's like whatever the fuck you did thank you yeah because I, I stopped i legit held to my word and i never yeah. did another thing for that school yeah and i told people would ask me and i'd say nah and i'd tell them why and one dad came up to me he's like hey man you changed safety valet for fucking ever. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, everyone's afraid because they don't know who you are, but yeah. they know that there's yeah. there's a you out there who will wow. light people up. And I was like, yeah, fuck them. But having said that, I, I've definitely pulled through safety valet and broken the rules. See, you are political. You just don't know it. Yeah. Because if you got into politics, you'd be nuts. Oh, That's why it's so good that you're not in politics. Dude, I would. You know what I mean? If I was a cop, I'd be people, a dirty Everybody cop. would be crying. Yeah. If you were involved in politics, just from that story you told, how nuts you just got. Yeah. It was amazing. And I felt like this is kind of like, that's what Nazis said. They were like, there are rules. This is it. Yeah. You know, there are these camps. These guys got to go. These trains got to run on time. Yeah. This is the way it works. And it's like, oh, that's maybe it's good. It's good to just say, hey. And that's oh. the way I feel like I my personality type. You want me on a stage making you laugh. 
you don't want me like trying to take over the world. Oh yeah, that's yeah. not good. No, you don't want me doing anything no. other than just telling tales. No. Yeah, that's it. And it is, and if I'm hypocritical, at least it's in comedy. Right. Like I, I would never be yeah, in a world that's irrelevant. It's an irrelevant. Th- like what we do is fun. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not that. And that's the other thing with Nanette is like I say, okay, relax. This isn't the biggest deal. You know. Yeah. We're having fun. We're trying to make people laugh. People this get upset with me because I talk about. Uh, marathons and and uh doing i'm doing a triathlon this weekend and i talk about my training and then they see a picture of me fat and they get fucking outraged right and they go and they talk they hear that i drink on weekends or like i'm not drinking this week but i would have drank this week if i didn't have shit going on right and they get outraged you're a hypocrite yeah but does it matter in your life yeah Yeah, like is it I'm not a hypocrite about my politics. I'm just like a fucking whatever. I'm a right. fucking I'm a fucking You're piece of shit. Imperfect, like yeah. every other human being out there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. So go to the creek in the cave. That's the point. So wait, how are <laughs> they doing now? I, I, I think they're. Fine. We spent an hour and a half talking about the creek in the cave. <laughs> go to the creek in the cave, and I listen. It's a great place. Rebecca's great. Just Rebecca's get, awesome. I, I had a great go. time. You love Rebecca. She's I, a lot yeah. of fun. And um, I mean that That I think is uh, I think that's The moral of the story is this Also don't get offended at jokes you, Don't be a loser Fight that yeah. That thing in you That's getting offended at a joke Is the loser part of you It's the part of you That's not looking at context Not looking at the full story Ignoring all the other horrors In the world And focusing on this one thing You're giving this situation So much more weight Than it deserves it, it's that's, not, that's, yeah. what I, that's part jokes of the Jokes have brought more people together Than fucking anything else Racial harmony has been accomplished probably with more racist jokes yeah. than anything else. That's what's amazing. People getting together and you know taking the piss out of each other in like a funny way has done more than it's done harm. One hundred percent. I think so. I, I, think. I think so. What does your day look like? What time do you got to get out of here? I have Corolla after this. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. He's at two. I think he's at two thirty, and then I've okay, and then good. at night it's Doug loves moves. It's just too much talking. What are you doing? Uh, I did yeah. Larson's thing yesterday. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll wrap this up. We've done an hour and no, a half. This is great. Yeah, I hope, thanks for having yeah, me, dude. No, I really appreciate it. Dude, I've wanted it. to have you forever. I'm, my my uh, ex girlfriend. I'm, I'm I I had to tell her I was gay, so that was sad. So I'm making it up to her now. She's a huge fan. Uh, Nicole Barden uh, loves you, goes to see you in Florida all the time. For real? So, yeah. Well, Nicole. Sorry, Nicole. Sorry about that. Next uh, time. Sorry about that earlier in our lives, but here you go. <laughs> where, where is she in Florida? Tampa? I don't know. Well, hit you me know, up, Nicole. Some, Tasmania. Up, Nicole. Tasmania. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about because yeah. it's, it's I, and this is, by the way, this is borderline offensive because I said this to my wife today. Yeah. And I, and I don't, I, I'm just going to be very real with my feelings and I don't, yes. and they're my feelings. So I don't right. know why they are this way. Right. And I can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, so like when I first met you, I was like, yeah. I immediately loved you. And right. then I think me, you and Bobby went and had a cigar. Yes. Exactly what happened. And, uh, and in the car ride. I think you said you were gay. Right. And in a weird or way. It came up. I, something came happened. Up. Yeah, yeah, you, Bobby, you, yeah. Bobby always says, you, you think you Yeah. And Something so, in love, in love. What was so crazy, and I said this to yeah. my wife and my friend Eric today. Yeah, is I said I pulled up a picture of you, <laughs> yeah. and I said, "Look, he looks like a New York firefighter." Right, 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 right. right and right. they're like, "Yeah, he looks like a cop." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I go, "He's gay," and they're yeah. like, "No way." And I yeah. said, "Yeah." And when I first heard you were gay, this is by the way, this is my feelings. Yeah, but I was like, I was, I was like, oh man, that's too bad. Oh, I, and I, yeah, and, but I, but here's the thing: 
is it almost was like I my father said I, I no no but no but no but i was like, <laughs> was but like I, I, but I, uh, okay uh, i felt like yeah. there was a for some reason yeah i felt like then then the, now there was a barrier between us yeah, but here's the yeah, deal sure, here's the sure. deal i'm not a pussy hound i don't go out and get pussy right right i don't talk about fucking chicks right i don't do anything other than just hang well, out like a, this yeah. and i and i went wait what's wrong with me no that i, think I it, looked yeah. at that and said now we can't be as close or as maybe like, we can't talk about girls or with these other but things nobody i, would, I don't about. even talk about girls to begin but with. that's the thing i think I, I don't think it's like a thing where it's like you're uh you, I, I don't know I think i'm not like, homophobic i'm not 100 percent. i'm think not you are. I, I think but, it's like maybe you're kind of like well you know there might be more zones of a shared experience if it was a straight guy do you know what I mean? Or, yeah, I think so. That's the thing. It's like me and Jay Larson did this whole podcast. It was like he was a straight guy. I was a gay guy. But our like I grew up in Long Island. He grew up in Massachusetts. We have tragic, you know, Irish families that are bad with money. You know, yeah. we're talking about the type of breakfast they would make. Like, dude, everything in our lives, it was so similar, except that he's married and kids. And I, obviously I'm not. The, that was like one of the only things. So it is it is funny. It's like a big thing, but then it's a little thing, it's, it, you know? It's, it's, well, it's, it's, it was at that moment. And then I've, yeah. I, since I've gotten to know you, I... Yeah. I, I, I I almost was <laughs> like, how fucking ridiculous of me to think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as I would do the math, I go, there is no, there's no, that d creates no barrier whatsoever. No. And especially what's even crazy, like I get it if it's like, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm using him as an example, it's the wrong example. Yeah. But if it's uh, Dalia. And right. he's single and he wants to chase pussy with you. Right. And he's like, yo, let's, these girls, let's go. And you're like, right. oh, I'm in the guys. And he's like, yeah. oh, fuck, fuck, come on. Right. Man. Like, but I'm not that I guy. I would still go, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, Bobby, faithful. Don't, you know? I don't even talk about chicks. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. not like, oh, check her out. Or, right. And you're right. definitely not the guy that's like, uh, like, that, that, I don't, I, I mean, I don't, th I think most people listening will be like, whoa, he's gay. Well, like, that's why I don't bring it. Like, it's, it, it's, and there's a thing, like, people will be like, you know, I get criticism sometimes from gay. I did the Netflix thing and it's 15 minutes. I have one joke about being gay and then the rest are other jokes. You're, by the way, you're, you were fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate you that. Thank you, dude. That. But it's also like, some people will be like, oh, are you, are you hiding it? Are you ashamed of it? It's like, no, but I don't think it's the funniest thing. Well, I don't think, I don't think it's that interesting. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think it's that interesting. What's more interesting is like now there's 400 genders. I mean that's yeah. it's like uh you know homosexuality is like almost normal now. It's Hate so to break funny it to you to guys. Point, to the point where I thought I think the next step in progress I was I don't know yeah. what I was watching with my daughters. Yeah. But the next step in progress is uh that you don't even mention that someone's gay, like that it's just yeah, that, it's just like, a thing. It's just a thing. It's like it's like just a part of their personality. Cause like that's just what it is. I don't really see, I don't really see labeling someone as gay to be a anything. I don't know yeah. why you'd do that because you don't do that. Like I think this is my buddy people, Eric, yeah, and his wife Lynn, yeah, they're they're straight. No, I think some people now, especially because now the way we look at the world is, I think identity has become this huge thing yeah and that i think gay people feel and certainly in 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 the in in the in the present climate and there and there's a lot of legitimate threats to gay people that i totally understand and and, and i understand why there's an anxiety about the administration and republicans and all that but i think in the larger cultural sense the idea that like well this makes me different this gives me an experience even if they don't have an experience like to me experiences is like 
what are your stories? Where do you come from? What did you do? What are the shitty jobs you've had? What do you love? What are the things you've done? Your relationships, your whatever. And they're not necessarily always rooted in your identity, your race, religion, your sexuality. They can be. They yeah. can be components of it. But it's also your character. What are the things you love, desire, want? What are the things in life you've chased? Yeah. Those are the things that interest me about a human being. Not so much these fixed characteristics that you're born with, you know? But I think now in our society, a lot of people have very... You know, people kind of have lives that are, you know, they've grown up on a computer, in a computer. They're, they think very, you know, they have the, the same type of thoughts, the same type of experiences, and they feel because of social media, like, I need a pressure to be different. I think that's where this whole thing of, like, hundreds of genders comes from, because there's some kid in a liberal arts college that goes, well, how am I different? Yeah. I'm not, how am I different? I'm not gay. I'm, I'm not really trans in a meaningful sense, in the sense of, like, I'm transitioning to another gender, yeah. I, but I, I want an identity. I don't want to just be this white boring person that grew up in a upper middle class town in vermont i gotta be oh oh i went online and you know i do feel kind of like a dude sometimes or i feel kind of feminine sometimes and instead of like there's not an innumerable amount of genders there's an innumerable amount of personalities yeah. so the answer is go get a fucking personality that's what it is and a lot of people a lot of the generation now because they spend so much time online they're like autistic you look at them they don't make eye contact they're barely there and that's the problem. It's like, get off the fucking computer, go get a personality, and then you won't need to be whatever fucking thing you've created. That's interesting. I, I, I used to say, I heard someone say it, and it sounded really ignorant um, when I heard it. Yeah. But I used to think, like, um, anyone who wore their sexuality on their sleeve, guy, girl, like, 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 uh, like porn stars that are like, right. Like, uh, look at you, big daddy. You're right. Like, hey, just turn it off. Just talk to me. Just talk yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I heard some guy say that, and I was like, that does sound pretty fucking ignorant. Yeah. Like, because there are people who their sexuality defines them. Sure. It it totally defines them. Yeah. Like guy, girl, straight, gay. That's true. That's and, very true. Um, but like I always think that like the, like, you you. You're probably how I am being straight. Meaning yeah, 100%. Like, like I'm just, yeah, like 100%. I, I happen to be straight. Yeah. You're not going to notice it a lot. Right. But like, yeah, I'm straight. I have a friend that's very much uh, the, the pussy hound. Sex at, like, like borderline where it's an issue. Yeah. You know? Just sex. say Mike Everything's Becchio. Sad. Mike Becchio. <laughs> you know? But it's just, it's a non-comic. Uh, it's from Michael, a friend of mine. But he'll like, he'll call me everything he asks me. He's like, I'm talking in LA. I'm like talking about doing cool shit. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to pitch this show. Yeah. I'm trying to, he's like, you fuck. You fuck anyone? You meet up with anyone? What's yeah. Grinder like? What are you doing? You meet any dudes? And I'm just like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm trying to talk to you about this like thing. And I'm sending him like stuff. And he's like, whoa, what's going on with Grinder? What's the deal? The guy, and it's just like, it's like, oh, this is the, uh, this is how he sees everything. Yeah. It's just fucking. This is how he the sees everything. The world is just fucking. I'm, the, I'm that way about booze. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny you say that. I'm that way about booze. Like, yeah. people go, uh, yeah, I went to uh, Shanghai. I'm like, ooh, what did you do at night? Right, and like, it's a nightlife. Yeah, did you go out partying? And they're like, no, I just watched a movie in my room. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? What? Yeah, what's wrong like, with Sig you? I remember Segura telling me, he was like, uh, he was like, I'm in Omaha. And I went, oh, did you go out with the staff? And he was like, no. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I went back to my room and went to sleep. I went, hold on, you went to sleep? You just went back to your room and went to sleep? He was like, yeah. I was like, what? 
did someone drug you? Like how, like how did that happen? And he was like, I was tired from work. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, there, there are parts of people's personality that they do put on other people and go, Oh, I'm like this. You must be like this. Right. Well, that's the thing. And it's like, I like having a friend like that because he does push me into those things where he's yeah. like, try to meet more people, go out, date, do all those things. And I think that that's cool to have somebody who's not just like fucking, let's talk about the business. or let's talk about comedy. You know, that is something cool about having a friend like that. But it's just so funny because like, that's, that's what he's all about. Every profile picture is him and, uh, you know, his girlfriend. I'm all about, him I'm like that. chick he's met. That's him. Yeah. That's what I'm about. I'm fucking. That's what he's putting out there. I just want to let everybody know I'm fucking. <laughs> That's it. I don't care what else, you know. I think the if I nine eleven memorial <laughs> with the chick, are you serious? Straight up, <laughs> hot chick at the nine eleven memorial, tits out like boom. I'm fucking and and remembering, <laughs> but fucking like that's this is what he's about. Yeah, this is about. Like I would do a shitty thing where I'd be like visited the nine eleven memorial, then at dinner at Carbone. What a restaurant, you know? Like yeah. something stupid where it's like, oh, dude, don't go. You know. Yeah. But it's just it's the lens, you know? It's That's the way. so fucking interesting. Yeah. The uh how was the Netflix special? It was experience? fun, man. I mean it's it was good. I mean it's Who like, was on it? It's me, Taylor Thompson, I know who you've had here, uh Sam uh, Taylor Jay, used to tour with me. Jack Knight, Taylor. Sam Jay, very funny. Uh some people from Europe, uh, and I'm gonna fuck up their names. A, a lady from Ireland, Esling Esling. Asling B. Okay. Yeah. We kind of got into a little argument in the butt in the van on the way over. Of course you did. She goes, uh, Of course you I did. I just By did way, it. Some people's no, energy on, is just not on. for me. <laughs> Ashling, and my energy is not for people. Ashling, you know I you know I love you. Yeah. Uh she did my podcast. Yeah. And um and received, I would say, substantial amount of backlash. <laughs> <laughs> because she's a so, very opinionated uh well she got in the car started shitting on america straight up morning 9 a.m going for sound check started shitting on american media and everything and then i said something about all oh, my, my grandparents are from ireland uh and then she goes well why did they leave and i was like well because they're not dogs <laughs> um <laughs> you know oh, listen i would pay listen, i would have paid listen, don't fuck with me money i would have fuck with me <laughs> You know what I mean? You don't. You can't come in the van. <laughs> they're not dogs. I was like, they're not dogs. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm laughing. Great. I'm laughing at the look on <laughs> Ashley's face. Because <laughs> I know, like, she came she kind of looked away. Like, I don't even know. I said it, and I she definitely heard it, but it wasn't like she was just. I, she didn't go crazy after that. I yeah. think it was just that was when we. I was just kind of like, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm like, what do you do? You come in here shitting on America, like, oh, oh, your media is so stupid, and in Ireland everything's great. I'm like, yeah, is it? Is it? Is it really great? Is that why hordes of people got on boats that were barely fucking seaworthy to get to America? Get the fuck out of here. They are tragic people. I love Ireland. They're my people. But stop. They're fucking tragic. They got bathrooms 10 years ago. Stop. Can you stop shit talking America? Please. Bathrooms 10 years ago. You know, can we stop? They had a religious oh. conflict. It's two types of white people that believe in slightly different catechism. They blew each other up for 100 years. Can you fucking stop talking about the superiority of Ireland? Oh, oh! I would fucking. By the way, I love Ashling, but she is she is fucking. Yeah, she is definitely one of those. Uh, she is a a fucking draw the line in the sand kind of person. And was, I'm sure. Listen, she's got a fan base. So wait, and she's it, funny. And- it, she's uh, she's very popular. Yeah. Not on this podcast. <laughs> 
They, she, right. she, she was getting a lot of hate, and we and her were texting back and forth. And, and I don't uh, mean her don't have any problems with each other, yeah. don't not like each yeah. other or anything like that. I think it was just one of those, and we had a fine rest of shooting. It was just one of those things when we first got in the van, it was just kind of like, you know, early morning, nobody's had coffee yet. Yeah, yeah. You, nobody wants to do the fucking four-hour sound. She's like, what are we doing? Yeah. And it was just kind of perfect. Like, she's like, I thought it was an absurd question. Why did your grandparents leave Ireland? It's like, what? Yeah. What? Why did they come to the new world? Yeah. I, I'm like, what? But, you know. She, um... I gotta watch her set. Is uh, I've watched yours. That's it. Yeah, I mean Sam J. Sam J. Sam J. Yeah. Uh, black. Ian Carmel. Funny people. Sam J's black. Yeah. Lesbian. Very yeah. funny. I love Sam J. Killer. I was with her in San Francisco. Killer. Fun hang. Yeah. Great Real hang. Fun. Ian Carmel. Is yeah. he? Is Ian gay? No, no, no. He just, He's got a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ian. Ian. Uh, I retweeted some. I fucking. I'm such an idiot. I just yeah. did it today. I retweeted Logan Paul. I don't read okay. who they're from. I just from reading the tweets. Yeah. And um, there's a guy called Stan, uh, Batman. Stand ups Batman. I've heard about this guy. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's hilarious. He's, he's really, like I don't. No one knows who he is. You can tell he's like a, a dude from L.A. Probably. And then I, yeah. oh, he's a comedy store comic. Okay. Uh, definitely, he's a yeah. comedy store comic. I can tell. Yeah, you're um, right. He's got these very. The archetype is very short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's certain people he goes after. Right. And so, and he goes after a lot of store comics. Right. But then, but he does. He, he, he does us in like a loving way. Great. Yeah. And, but then he goes after some people hard, and he went after yeah. Ian Carmel. But I just. What did he say? I don't know. To yeah. be dead honest with you, oh, he said that Ian stole this joke from him. Oh, okay. And so, but I well, read. That seems serious. And yeah, well, yeah, it was pretty serious. <laughs> it was actually pretty serious. Usually, it's kind of funny. It was really no. Yeah, he goes. Uh, this hack stole a fucking joke from me or whatever. I didn't read that. Right. I read the retweet because you know. Right. No one reads the comment on the retweet. No. You read the retweet. Absolutely. And so I read the retweet, and it was Ian's joke, and it was a funny joke, and I just thought, I just went retweet. Right. And so I retweeted this guy's beef with Ian and then Ian and by the way, I've been nothing but supportive of Ian sure. and his and his podcast uh 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 all things all things fantasy. I don't know. A fantasy f- fucking why why can't I remember it right now? What is it? I think it's all things fantasy. Okay. All I'm I'm only saying that cuz of all things comedy is in my head. Uh What is it? Ian Carmel, K A R M E L. Or it's caramel, depending on how you want to right. <laughs> pronounce it. Right, right, right. All, all fantasy, everything. All fantasy, everything. I'm think I have all comedy, all things comedy in my head. All fantasy, everything. I'm, yeah. it's a great podcast. Ian's a really funny and guy. And he's a really yeah. funny guy, and yeah. he's cool as fuck. Yeah. But then he he fucking direct messages you, and he's like, "Bro, am I unaware that we have a problem?" And I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. And then I was like, and then I went into my mentions, and everyone's like, "Bro, why would you shit on Ian?" You what know? happened? What What'd you do? What'd you retweet? I, I just retweeted this thing. This stand up Batman. Bat- Batman was calling Ian a thief, and I just re- I just read Ian's tweet, oh. and I didn't realize what he had written about it, and I retweeted right. the, the. I don't tweet. retweet. See, I, I I'm very careful because I'm like, I, and I'm, I'm I'm not a huge person with Twitter anyway, but it's like I. It's just so funny because it's like that. It's so easy to make that mistake. I mean, so I, I, easy to. I retweeted Logan Paul today, and everyone fucking got on me. Why? Because he. I didn't even know it was Logan Paul. I just read. Listen, he's a sociopath. Is he that different from the other ninety percent of people no, that are living out he's here? He's identical to all of them. That's what I mean. What is? Why do we pick this? This culture loves to pick one person and go. That's the devil. Who gives a fuck what, what that kid does? I don't. Yeah, give who a cares? Shit. I'm sure he's nuts, but yeah. I mean, he. I, I want to be on Team Ten. Is that what they are? It's there are 10 people that live in a house. The low gang? The low gang. Yeah, team 10. 
I would love to do that with comics. Yeah, it's if hilarious. We just live in a house, house for a month and just great. see what kind of content we create. Um, <laughs> Nothing usable. Oh, first of all, it would only be usable if you were interested in people shitting on comics. That's all it would be. It would just I be the level of toxicity yeah. around the kitchen table at one when everyone got up. Just, just pure bile the whole day. Do we? Uh, I talked to I talked to Metzger about it one time about. Like he was, I don't, but not to call anyone out, but I think Kurt's pretty fair with what you can say about him. Yeah, and, no, he's great. And he was like one night he was talking about doing coke with Geraldo and yeah. staying up until the sunrise, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, man, that, like that must have been amazing. He's like, yeah, you, you'd think that we would just sit around and punch up jokes all night. I was like, you didn't. He was like, no, all we did was shit on comics. Yeah, like well, that's I, like the. That I think was, Stanhope said like the second best thing in comedy is, and this might not be him, but I think it's an approximation of what he said. He goes, the second best thing in comedy is is, is killing, and the first thing is sitting in the back of the room while somebody else is on and going, that guy sucks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's like, so much fun. Comic and be like, fucking this guy. It's just fun. I mean, that's a thing. It's like sometimes I'll say to myself, I'm like, I want to stop talking shit. And then I laugh halfway through it because I'm like, I can, it'll never happen. Yeah. There's, it'll I, never happen. I'm, I'm weird about talking shit yeah because you like because i i've I've learned too much that people that you would talk shit about right you end up becoming friends with and that's interesting and i think when i talk shit it's not it's not so much like oh this person doesn't deserve to succeed or any of that it's just to me like some people their behavior is absurd yeah and it's just funny to talk about their absurd behavior in the same way that i'm sure people talk about my behavior when it's absurd and that's oh my okay. god i know people shit on me yeah i I've know walked, i know walked for into fact. rooms when yeah. they're doing it yeah and you're like oh hey guys <laughs> and my shirt's off and they're yeah. like no oh, that's exactly what we were talking about <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's like it, it's that's crazy you've walked into rooms and people just having conversations oh yeah. yeah oh yeah 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 i walked into i walked off the main room one time and walked into the uh green room in the green room yeah and, and they were talking about me and what did you do so, well i i just i walked in and they just all were silent and i was like and and i was like all right and it was like but here's the yeah. thing is i i think people talk shit about me but i don't think they're mean i think no. they just go i think they like it's fun to make fun of me like for There's like every single person that i've heard say about you has said you're a, a literally they've all said you're an amazing person they're like Bert's oh, yeah. a great guy i'm probably a better a person than i am yeah. anything else yeah but so i think and i think I think the critique uh, I know that a lot of people have had is that not a lot of people are happy with me taking my shirt off. Right. Like they just don't like it and they think yeah, it's a cheat what, code. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I just go, why, why can't I do it the way I want to do it? Yeah, like, it's I, like, like, also who cares? Yeah. It's, it's, it makes me very comfortable. Right. Like I would never, and at one point it was making sense, like hearing people not liking it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, well, yeah, I guess I'm, maybe am I a hack? And then you're like, and then you're like, wait, hold on. I would never tell so- I would never have the balls to tell someone how to do their stand up let alone tell them what to wear. Right. And it was like and if it wasn't for like friends of mine and oddly enough like Ron White right. who was like and Andrew Dice Clay who right. both saw me with my shirt off and thought it was fucking hilarious. Right. Then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm just going to do me." And then if right. you maybe what what that hang up you'd have about me having my shirt off, maybe that hang up yeah is more you going like, well, fuck, I don't have like a... I don't have a thing. I don't have an identifiable... People used to shit on Larry the Cable Guy. Not, I'm not making comparisons, but you can. Go. You can. I, I used mean, to call it... I used to call it... There's a, a thing in comedy, and I know... Yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard me say this, of cutting your sleeves off your comedy, meaning right. make your identify your comedy identifiable. Right. It, it was a very happy accident, yeah. but I would say, uh, and fortuitous, that... that um, yeah. That... Uh, 
Ali Wong got pregnant, was pregnant for right. her second special. Yeah. But trust me when I say, I guarantee you, there was no part of her that when she got pregnant, it was like, oh, we're getting rid of this baby. She's like, oh, fuck yeah. This yeah. is how you do a second special. 100%. Blew, yeah. yeah. And so there's a thing and like, you know, where you just got to, what is the thing? Got to own it. Where it, yeah, where yeah. people can assign Relate you, to it immediately. They can uh, identifiable immediately. And like Ali doesn't need to be pregnant to right. do comedy. Of course but not. But she's not going to stop doing comedy when she's pregnant. And here's the other thing I think people said about Larry the Cable Guy. They're like, well, I, you know, I don't have a get her done. I don't have a catchphrase. And it's like, well, fucking get one. Like if you, if you're, that's, you're telling me that's what's separating you it's like maybe the larger problem is they don't have that identifiable thing yeah whatever it is they just don't it's, have and, it and and for me it just happened to be that i was on i was doing comedy at a different time than people that are doing comedy but now also people is. there are people that hate you because you immediately can bond with an audience you immediately have people really enjoy i mean listen there's, man there, i've had a lot you know of, for a fact there's people in the business that have never had one tenth of the sets you've had in terms of well, you move people in a way that other oh, people cannot, and they hate that. Well, there's there, and they'll find ways to justify their own hatred of it. Yeah, but that's the fucking. It is what it is. Sebastian does it. All these fucking people do it, and people look at that and they hate it. They go, he moves this group of people like seriously moves them, and I can't. And I, you know, and some of these guys are writers and they slave over their jokes and yeah. every word and syllable and that's what but they that, don't, that they is. Can't move by people. the way, for anyone wondering who was shitting on me in the green room at the store, yeah, it was not the guys that are regulars at the store. It was it was guys who were yeah. doing a main room show and aren't like paid regulars and right. and normally don't work the store, right, and. And 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 they look at they look at someone like me and they go I, I think Gary Goldman gave me the best compliment ever I, yeah. I had some beef with a bunch of alternative great, comics man. who just hated me because of me and, and Gary was like no they hate you because you're not trying hard and you're doing better than they are right and I was like oh and he was like yeah he was like you're telling stories but you're not saying you're a storyteller you're just telling a story and it just ha happens to be the way yeah. you do it he was like oh fuck them Gary's the best I've loved I love Gary yeah and he's but, right um, yeah he's right. What um are you doing? Are you you're going on the road two weeks a, road. a month? Um, I'm yeah, two weeks a month. I've I've got That's dates. The perfect I'm setup. In Zanies this weekend, which I'm really excited. about. I'm releasing this to, uh, tonight. Oh, cool. tonight. Yeah. yeah, I'm at Old Town Zanies in Chicago. It's one of my favorite clubs. I yeah. love it there. It's great. And then I'm at uh, Comedy Off Broadway, Lexington, Kentucky. It's great. Later club. on in the month, I'm That's really a excited. Great club. Yeah, and then uh, and I'm shooting a, a, a pilot at the end of August where I, I do this crazy show in New York City. I, I rent a tour bus. And I feel I put sixty people on it. And again, people I'm sure they'll talk shit about this. I was a tour guide and I would give these crazy tours. Yeah. And so when I started doing comedy, I'm like, hey, it might be fun to take a double decker tour bus, put all these people on top, sell tickets to it, and just take them to New York City and do this kind of uncensored crazy tour and talk about everything I want to talk about instead of like here's the Empire State Building, I'm talking about human trafficking oh, that's and fucking, fucking money awesome. laundering and all the stuff that I think makes New York great. So I do that, and uh, we're shooting a pilot. Of it. We're doing my, my hometown, Long Island, uh, and we're shooting a pilot for Comedy Central. So that, but that's a fun idea where it's like, that's listen, a really fun people idea. have rolled their eyes and made fun of that. They're like, oh, yeah. Oh, you took people on a tour bus? It's like, dude, it's fucking dude, people's experience to just be, to go past these buildings and to talk about the people that live in them and to have fun. It's like, so I think that, listen, man, at the end of the day, it's like if people are happy, you're not doing it's what you're doing is right. Dude, I believe that it, all all I, all people overthink comedy and I overthink it as well. Yeah. And I think it's okay to overthink it. That's part of what it is. But yeah, you just, all you want to do is make people laugh. That's, That's it. it. Just like have someone who just got diagnosed with uh, with 
Uh, Fill in the disease. Yeah, I right. was going to say hep C. I don't know why. Right. but You were like, trying to find a disease that wasn't too serious. But then I was like, but yeah. But also. <laughs> yeah. Someone who's like. <laughs> Who could still understand comedy. Yeah. Still MS, processing. MS. Right, right. And just be like, just be like, oh, that is funny. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. When do you go back to New York? I go back to New York. Well, I fly to Zanies uh, tonight, like a one a.m. overnight. Wait, why? To Chicago. You, what are you doing? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, I'm in that spot. I, you, I mean, you guys are doing that. You know, you come in Friday, Saturday, sell it out. Boom, boom, boom. I'm yeah. doing the whole like you know Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Seventy five shows. Live in Chicago for the week. I move in. Get a job. Get a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, and it's fine. I mean that. That's what I do. I'm excited, you know? Yeah, it's fun. that well, like, You're still super, like when I was at your age, yeah. unit, you're still super hungry to like yeah. get on stage and experiment and write yeah. jokes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I still do that now, but I think there is a part of me where I go, I'm looking at, I look at stand-up a little differently where I right. go, all right, I got to work on my next hour. All right, here we go. It's I'm chunking out this and this. Ah, that's not you know. I miss yeah. those days, those salad days. I call them when. Well, yeah, well, those are those, those are the you know you do the longer stretches and oh, stuff. You but loved it. I, I loved I, it. It's fun, dude, and it's like you know you meet the local comics and you you know I mean it can be a lot of fun. It can be you know I get lonely and all that shit, but I think it's like because that to me is what real comedy is. There's a lot of people that just you know, and not to you know. And there's nothing wrong with Listen I, I came up In the alternative scene I did a lot of those rooms If it wasn't for those rooms I wouldn't have been able To do anything But like to me I'm like there's you, to, to, to Just play to 20 people In Echo Park Can't be the move No That can't be the move uh-uh. I, or, or in Brooklyn, New York. Like, no. that can't be what this is. I, no. I mean, it's, it's too, in any manifestation. It's too small a slice of humanity. Dude, 100%. You need to, you need to go. As Louis used to say, I don't do the alternative rooms because it's super easy to make them laugh. Right. And he was like, I know what makes them laugh. The, 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 and, they go, and he goes, and you can't just do the clubs because a lot of your friends are there. Right. He's like, the, the art form. And I hate to use Louis as an example because I know that people hate his guts, but n- not me. I don't hate his guts. No, I don't either. And, and I, I can't wait it, it, for him to come back and do stand-up. Yeah. But like, he... Agreed. He... Um, and Cosby. I'm kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> We're having fun. It's comedy. <laughs> Cosby. <laughs> and... Uh, and um, but he's like, the art form is making a stranger laugh. Right. <laughs> like, like, right. It's right. making yeah, yeah, a stranger yeah. laugh. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not your roommate. Yeah, who you like, asked to go to the show? Yeah, or like the people that go to this club every week, and you go, "Oh, this is what works here." Yeah, well, that's also interesting. There's a lot of comedy and podcasts now where it's like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with these things where it's like, "Oh, you're a socialist, so you listen to this podcast, or you're alt right, you're right wing, so you listen yeah. to this," and it's like, it's like, okay, but comedy is, I don't care what you believe, my job's to make you laugh. Yeah, whatever the barrier is between you, me. You know, whether it's sexuality, race, religion, age, life experience, geography, none of that matters. I love, I'm, I'm I love when like laugh. a black chick comes to my show by herself and, and she and goes, I'm a huge great. fan. That's and I go, huge. fuck yeah. I like that so much more. When a guy that looks like me says, or my fan, I'm like, who gives a fuck? When a small Asian elderly woman comes up to me at the end of this, which I've never had happen. <laughs> be very honest. That's never happened in real life. Okay. Never happened. <laughs> yeah. Ever. But I want that to happen. Like, I want her to come up to me, not even speak, just nod, and then walk out. <laughs> and that's what I'm waiting for. That's why I, that's why I keep doing it. Small it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I've wanted. And that's what I want. I don't need a fucking guy from, you know, the suburbs of Chicago <laughs> who looks like he failed a police test like I did and, you know, blamed it on Jews or something, <laughs> telling me, I thought that was a good rant. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. I want, you know, diversity coming up to me. 
yeah. saying we love hey we we don't have as much in common but then you got on stage you started talking i figured out yeah we do we yeah. do have more in common so that's like that's what i think is cool fuck know? yeah well uh the the i always forget because there's two different sets this yeah. netflix special is called this the comedy lineup there's the i'm on the comedy lineup, lineup comedy episode lineup. eight and um the comedy it's lineup comedy lineup netflix if you check, check it out it's great out. it really Thank is you. great yeah I and i love that it. i love that uh setup is that i always say like 15 minutes is the perfect set of comedy that's it's what nice. we do at the store yeah that's what you know it's like you really get you get i mean 30 minutes is like funny shit yeah everyone can murder in 30 minutes yeah 15 is tough because you got to get in there get up and get going and but at the peak of 15 minutes you hammer you murdered you i was happy murdered. it took me a, a joke or two to get him like it was i mean here's the thing like that that's what that special i think shows you what comedy is yeah shows you what it is yeah like the first joke your audience is like oh yeah this is funny and by the third joke it's like now you have them yeah and then it's like you know now obviously it's a special you'd want the first joke to destroy <laughs> but the great people at the production company said we're not we're gonna not add any laughs we're gonna and i said really they go yeah, we want it to be authentic i said well but it's not there's people in their houses that aren't this is not authentic they're not there yeah. there's somewhere else they're gonna watch it it's suspension of disbelief yeah it happened months ago they're like yeah but we feel i'm like so it's but it's a great special i watch you know you're in a room comedy never translates in the room yeah i mean it never translates like it's it's so much always better in the room but i was really happy with the way it came out that's fucking awesome yeah. man and then you got the pilot coming up for comedy central yeah Let's and i have a comedy central up. half hour in august coming out for real yeah and not in august in october they're gonna oh, release wow. that in october which is really Fuck sick yeah yeah so there's two i did both of them and um uh, that's, that's the material, and awesome. you know, if you come see me live, uh, we're gonna do some new stuff. You might hear a little old stuff. <laughs> hey, there's some it. riffing. There's a lot of crowd. I, I have a lot to say about the news of the day. So fuck yeah, we'll see. You know, it's a fun live show. You know, dude. Well, thank you for doing this. No, I thank you for having You're, me, dude. I appreciate I, I, it. This has been easily one of the most liver podcasts I've had. Okay. We're like, yeah. we're like. I really felt that conversation for the first hour, fucking yeah. 30 minutes. I yeah. literally looked at my watch and I was like, oh, that could have been 15 minutes in my opinion. That yeah. Was, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. No, thank you so much for having me. Dude, congrats it. on all your success. Thank I can't you, wait. buddy. I'll see you in New York. I'm coming out to New York. Oh, in, awesome. Let me know. I'm coming out to New York in uh, August 27th. Oh, great. Yeah. We'll and I'll you. be out there for the week and then head out on the road the weekend. Oh, that's great. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, all right. Thanks a lot, bud. Awesome, brother. This episode was brought to you by The Machine. Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today.